Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 640 for the week of July 30th, 2022. I'm Chris Privet here bringing you this week's show where I am joined by Kelly Ryan. Uh, bather of kittens. Josh Carpenter. Hey there. Jonathan Stringer. Hey. And all of you fun people in the Twitch chat. Hi, Twitch chat. Oh, hi. <laughs> I'm not seven. I'm nine. Well. <laughs> Okay, I'm eight. <laughs> Almost nine. Um, I've learned that Fortnite is a good place for daycare to happen. Um, uh, Friday the 13th, so two, apparently. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, what else is going on? The cat game came out a couple weeks ago. Have y'all played it? I I think I said that I finished it you last week. You finished it last week, I know. Had the uh, had a very emotional reaction to the end. Mm-hmm. I'm still not there yet. It's been such a busy week, but it, I'm um, very, getting very close. Where where are you right now, Josh? Uh, I'm in the last city. I, I've okay. Made it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't made it to the elevator yet. Okay. I'm doing all the puzzles leading up to that. I think. I'm I'm annoyed because I couldn't figure out how to scratch the vinyl in the club in that part. There's a way to scratch the vinyl? Okay. Yeah, ap- apparently there's a way. I couldn't figure it out on my own. When I g- gather up the courage to do another playthrough, I'm going to read a guide and try to do all the stuff that I missed. Hmm. It didn't even occur to me. <laughs> yeah, I figured out how to like get the get in the, like the cage there, but that was it. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, get, getting up into that club was kind of a pain because you had to go the long way around. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. There was something you needed from it, right? Yeah, there's like a whole story section in the club. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't really talk about it after that because there's spoilers. Party in the club. Pa- party in the club. I, I have joined PlayStation Plus Premium. I did the upgrade to extra last week. Then I and we were confused about how many days I had upgraded for. And then I went and looked this week, and it's like instead of last week, it was telling me my renewal date was this December, even though I had originally had PlayStation Plus through next year. When I looked at it this week, it said your renewal date is next year. I'm like, ah ha ha! So the upgrade works. So I upgraded again because it was $8 to go to premium. And now it says my next payment date is December 19, 2023, and that I'm currently premium. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it means this December it's going to bump me back down to essential or what. But for now, I have access to all the PlayStation things. And what'd you do with that? Nothing. (laughs) I can play the Stray game. I didn't even need premium for that. But I also have access to premium, which means I can do things like stream PS3 games, stream PS3 games, even though I still have a that? PS3, I think. What do I want to play uh, on PS3 again? What would you want to stream on PS3? I, I, which uh, in the hundred night. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Um, Tokyo Jungle. That's like PS3 pretty much exclusive at this point. The game demos has been bumped up to a premium feature. Like they used to have game trials just for PlayStation Plus. I guess now that's only on premium, but I never used those before anyway. So who cares? Like, why would I pay more money just to 
get a demo that's trying to get me to pay more money. Like that yeah, makes yeah, no that, sense. That seems backwards. It's like that should be on the lowest tier to get you to spend more money. I don't exactly. know what they're thinking. Oh, Chris, you want to talk about annoyance? I bought like a dragon a month ago. Oh no, yeah, it's on and, everything now yeah. for free, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's <laughs> going to be on plus next month. Yeah, free. it's on plus next so. month. Um, some of the yakuza stuff came back, so that's the thing. Like all the yakuza stuffs on this plus plan, so that would be a good thing to use it for. But we all know how focused or not focused I can be on getting through a series like yakuza. Um, which is to say it's never going to happen by the time they remove them from the service again. So it's like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I mean, to be fair, I, it's not like I broke the bank on like a dragon. I think I only paid like 15 bucks for it for the day edition, but it's still annoying. (laughs) I'm starting to wonder if I should stop spending money on games and just play monster hunter forever. That's all I played this week. Monst- lots of Monster Hunter. I'm Master Rank 82. Oh, no. I'm Master Rank 85. Yeah. I'm 15 levels away from the next unlock in the post game. And Anna now yells at me when I play that game. It's like, it play life. something else. <laughs> Just get a Disgaea and your Monster Hunter and you're set for life. I know. Yeah, right? pretty much. I don't know. Disgaea plays it scale itself now. You you could yep. play Monster Hunter while playing Disgaea. So I actually got to the point where the reason she tells me this is I got to the point with Monster Hunter where I turned to her and I said, I really need to play something else. <laughs> like, and I, and then she, I would go back the next night and start playing it again. She's like, why are you playing this? Play something else. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This is what I want to play. I don't even understand what I'm doing. Um, I finished the main story quest in Monster Hunter yeah, last weekend. You didn't message me yesterday about playing, so I thought, uh oh, is Kelly done? <laughs> it kind of was. I had a long week this week, and I had to do a lot of um, mouse stuff, so my wrists were really sore, and I didn't want to make it worse by mon hunting. Um, plus, I was just really tired and cranky yesterday, and just did, kind of wanted to be. In my own little world. That's fair. In my thoughts. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I, I finished the main story quest last week. And Congrats. I, you know, fighting the giant demon alligator. He's great. Wasn't that a good fight? Yeah, because he isn't bouncing all over the map and I can just <laughs> pick apart and wail on it and then go shoot shoot with the thing. Or with it's the, it's uh, a fun boss fight. That's a really good monster hunter boss fight. They're not all fun. See Rise's boss fight, for example. <laughs> um, we're, we're in the hard way not to try to stick too long on the ballista. Oh though. yeah, don't do that. That will be go bad for you. Yeah, we we wipe. I wipe the first one. Don't we? Like it, I think like it's very clear that wipes. you're standing in a bad place. You shouldn't yeah. be here now. You didn't do the mechanic right. You guys didn't blow up all the spots. So here comes a nuclear bomb. <laughs> yeah, that was a very wow surprise. Point kind of moment but yeah you, okay. you stood in the deep breath you really shouldn't more dots stood in the fire yeah so so monster hunter i guess is done um except i keep wanting to play it and unlike um elden ring there's like actually still stuff for me to do that i haven't so i might actually keep playing monster hunter some 
Um, but I'm, I needed to do something else for a bit. Cause like I was getting to a point where it's like, I don't want to play this anymore. Even though I'm having fun, I hate this. So it's like, Oh, that's a sign. I need to do something else. Um, <laughs> so, um, I booted up and installed the 360 version of secret of monkey Island. So I'm replaying the monkey Island games because the new monkey Island's coming out soon. So oh, cool. you're playing it on console. Yeah. How was that on console? Huh? How was that on console control wise? Fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so instead of using a mouse to click what you want to do for your action and then clicking on the thing, you kind of select all eight directions on the D pad are a different action. And then you, with the right stick, you highlight what you want to do the action on and, and click. So. Hmm. It works. It's not as good as a mouse, but you know. Yeah, it works. It's inevitable. It's not great. It's not bad. But um, the remasters um, add all this voice acting and stuff. So he sounds like he did in the third game. Um, and they've got the same voice actor for the new game, too. So it's like, oh, this is adding um, a cool layer to everything and making it feel more like the third game, which was my favorite one because that was the one that was animated like a Saturday morning cartoon. Um. So yeah, I think that's everybody's favorite one in the series. I think it depends when you played them. Um, I'm getting mouse and keyboard snob gag reflex when I'm listening to Chris here. Yeah. <laughs> so these remasters, I believe, are on PC as well. So it's probably a better place to play them. But I have them on console, and this way Anna could watch play, me play. So she got to see a three-headed monkey. She got to see Stan's first appearance with his wonderful coat. And uh, yeah, so that's that's all good stuff. So I've been doing that when I'm not playing Monster Hunter, except for one night where I couldn't do that because Anna had a call and she works remote. So sometimes she takes business calls on her laptop in the living room. So as weird as that sounds, that means I'm out of the living room. So I went to the other room and I said, you know what I want to do? I've been watching all these Phoenix Wright videos where people make make the characters sing songs. These are old videos, but I just found them. And so I've been enjoying them. It's like, I want to play the Phoenix Wright game I never played, which is a weird statement because there's at least three of them. But in this case, it's the most recent one, Spirit of Justice. And I said, but I don't want to use a 3DS. It makes my hands hurt. And I'm like, wait, the Steam Deck's good for emulation. Can I figure out how to make that happen? <laughs> and so you're like, I want to use a thing that's twice as big and three times as heavy. Yes, but <laughs> I can pair a, a controller to it and put it in my little bed stand where I hold my switch and just play in the bed laying down with the with the screen over my head. You got a plan. I got a plan. And I'm I'm glad to say I accomplished it by way of I couldn't find anywhere in the internet that had a copy of Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, sorry, Ace Attorney Spirit of Justice off the back of a truck if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know why for some reason that particular lost um parcel is not available anywhere on the internets that i could find did me showing you the correct highway help no oh darn um i because i didn't i got so sucked into this kelly i asked you that and then didn't look back at discord for six hours until i'd finished (laughs) so here's what i did um the number one thing was like well I need a hacked 3DS and I need to find this cartridge and dump it. That's what I need to do. So I have a hacked 3DS. So I I dug that out. 
I said, oh, let's get it up to date on the latest stuff. So I checked the 3DS guide. I was like, oh, this is so easy now. It's so much better than how 3DS hacking used to be. Even a Kelly could do it. A Kelly did it by buying one. Yeah, but okay. you kind of got ripped off, I'm just going to say. <laughs> yeah, it, it was about going price for a used 3DS, so. See, now, previously, you know, I just updated. I had done this update once before, and it was just as easy this time as it was last time. Um, and both times I was like, this is still so much better than installing it. I never went up to install it again. And then I realized we don't own Spirit of Justice on cartridge. I owned it digitally on my 3DS. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, so this can't be done, right? And then I look things up. Turns out it can be done. You can dump digital games. So I hacked my normal 3DS, the, the pristine 3DS, from scratch. And I was amazed at how much easier hacking a 3DS has gotten from how it used to be. Like, it is way easier because people put a lot of effort into making it way easier since it was so easy to screw up before. Um, and it's a lot faster, too. So I, I carefully followed the 3ds.hacks.guide website, and I went, st- went through the whole process, hacked my 3DS, um, and then said, okay, this is done. Can I dump this game? And I had to learn how the game dumping works, what the different formats are, and, of course, things aren't perfectly documented everywhere. I get through that, and then I said, well, before I spend time figuring out how to get this onto a Steam Deck, how about I just run it on my PC? And minutes later, I had Citra, which is the 3DS emulator, running on my PC with a copy of my game that I dumped, so I didn't download it illegally from the internet. It's like, this is as legal as this can be. (laughs) (laughs) And it was running! And I and I hear there I hear the the opening cinematic for Phoenix Wright uh, Spirit of Justice start and Sam Regal starts talking and I'm like what is this <laughs> Oh right <laughs> I for yeah because he dressed like Phoenix for Halloween one year I forgot that he was Phoenix Wright's voice in the newer games <laughs> like I know that voice and get away from my Phoenix you lecher. No, I like him as Phoenix. It's fine. He's yeah, funny. It's fine. It's just... Oh, so... Gotta work on them PC, and then it turned to, wait a second, what about the DLC? So that was another hour, an hour and a half to figure out, well, you can't do... You need the decryption keys for your 3DS, because every purchase is individually encrypted and signed for just your 3DS. So I figure out how to do that. Turns out that's not hard either. It's just there's a lot of conflicting info on what you need, how to do it. And then if you go to the right site and follow the latest steps, it it just works. And so I did that and I had the DLC working on my PC, which was hard to figure out at first because you have to save your game. You need a a saved game on Phoenix, right, to be able to see the menus that have the DLC. And then I didn't realize that this game doesn't just randomly autosave, except for like the end of a case. So I had to press the start button to save, and I didn't think to do that, so I was playing for half an hour on the PC before I realized, oh, I could save any time here? I've been hitting it, sitting here waiting it for it to let me save? Like, what the hell? So I do that, and then I move all this stuff over the Steam Deck, and then it's a dance of, well, you need to be in desk... Oh, gosh... How do I update the emulators that I have on the thing? Well, do I use the Flatpak updater? And sometimes the Flatpak updater in Steam OS doesn't work. And you have to reboot the Steam Deck, and then it works. But I didn't know that. And then I run the MU, MU Deck, which is 
the nice script that the internet has made that just installs all these emulators for you on your Steam Deck and it updates them all for you so you don't have to worry about all this other stuff. So I figure all that out and then I open the game, the Citra emulator on my Steam Deck inside Steam mode, game mode or whatever. And I, I like, it just shows me a menu screen where it's like, hi, you have nothing here. I'm like, well, let's open a game. And it's like, okay. And I click file open with, with the touch screen and I can't see anything and I can't interact with it anymore. So I had to learn how to force quit a game in SteamOS. I had to go back to desktop mode because it turns out the pop-up, like when Windows pop up, that doesn't work right in game mode with this emulator. Mm -hmm. So I had to do all that over on desktop mode, set it all up so that like Citra emulator was ready to just run this game with no problems. It's like, I can launch this game and you're ready to go and I've got all the pieces sorted out and you've told me where everything is so you don't have to interact with any menus. So it's like, okay, I figure all that out. Okay. And then I had to figure out Somebody had done a nice job of what if what was it? Yeah. And then I had to figure out like how do I set up these shortcuts so that I can actually edit f- exit full screen in game mode otherwise I can't edit any options in this emulator while playing the game because full screen mode takes over and the, you have no escape key which is the only key that exits full screen mode. Well it turns out it's not and somebody was really smart and already made a control overlay that uses the weird um ring finger middle finger buttons on the steam deck to like cycle through all the view modes and full screen mode and stuff so like oh, that's smart someone's done all that i just had to learn it was there because like turns out these convenience buttons are right there i just didn't know about them so learned all that and i've successfully played through the first chapter of that game in the bed it works it looks great the um 3d models scale up great the text scales up like garbage <laughs> um so it's one of those things where the emulator it can do think it can help you with 3d models, but not with like, I guess the 2d layers, which, Oh, well, um, and I, mean, I did it. So, it's funny. You posted that screenshot and my brain was like, <sighs> wait a minute. Why is the touch screen right next to yeah. the <laughs> other screen? Yep. And I figured that you were just playing it on PC and not playing it on your steam deck. That's yeah. amazing that you can play it on your steam. Deck. I played it on my steam deck. And you know, what's the most stressful thing? For this game, so the game runs great in the emulator with one special effect that the game does a lot that causes it to slow down, and that's when the screen just goes white. For some reason, when the screen goes white, the frame rate drops to like half and the sound slows down. (laughs) It's like, what the hell? Why is going to white so stressful? weird bugs in the uh, emulator yeah i guess i don't know but other than that it's been running great no crashes um and yeah so i have phoenix right i can play it in bed with a controller rather than having to hold a 3ds which hurts my hands and i learned while going doing all this dumping and back and forth on my 3ds that my 3ds's battery had inflated to three times its normal size oh (laughs) your battery is swole yeah it's swole so i've threw that battery out well not i'm gonna recycle it because you can't throw those in the trash and if you didn't know that now you know don't throw those in the trash um yeah so uh got a new battery to put in my 3ds to put it back in the drawer and not play it (laughs) where did you end up finding the battery um amazon i i did a listing too below the one you sent me oh okay it was a uh, higher watt hours it was for the new 3ds and it was from tomi which is a brand i've heard of 
I see. I, cause I, when I bought a it was extra 10 bucks. 3DS, yeah, go ahead. I bought an extra 3DS battery a couple of years ago, and it was because I was buying some, or I was claiming a Nintendo points reward. And there's like $5 shipping for that. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do $5 for shipping, I might as well get something from Ooh, the store. Nice. And ended up buying like three blank 3DS cases and a battery. Cool. Because that was pretty cheap. Yeah, I wonder if they still sell those. Um, Not the batteries. No, oh, that's too Because I checked and they're pretty much sold out. Yeah, Nintendo's pretty much just kind of given up on they the 3DS. They are done with the 3DS, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which makes me sad. No, we have a switch now. Why are you sad? Because well, partially because um, you know the switch is too bulky to bring around with me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unless I buy a switch light, but then you got the whole account thing and your save file and stuff like that. And I just whenever we go places, I like playing my 3ds in the car. Mm. I know it's it's a weird thing, but I I love the 3ds. I was sad to see it go. My problem is the new games aren't on there, so why would I want to bring the 3DS around? Especially not when I can bring the Steam Deck around. (laughs) (laughs) Even bigger and less convenient. Yes. It works good for driving other than the fact that the battery won't last. Yeah. How is the battery Uh, life when you're emulating? I don't know. I have it plugged in all the time. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Think I'm crazy? I know that during Prime Day, my husband bought a Big ass portable battery. There, people, <laughs> when Dbrand brings out its kill switch shell with the magnetic mount on the back, there's going to be some cool battery options for that. I think. Huh. So, I've been interested in this, Chris. I haven't pulled a trigger on it because I just don't think I'd use it enough. Is yeah. it just you have it? If you just leave it at home plugged in, is it just to play it on the couch or what? Like, what's the impetus to get it? So, like yeah, why, why, did, why did I get this portable system when I never go anywhere? Uh, that's a good question. It's a very responsible question. These are all things I didn't consider when deciding to buy the Steam Deck. <laughs> um, what I do with it is I put it, I have a stand above my bed or by my, I have a, it's like this mic stand. If you're on the channel, you kind of see this. Um, gosh, I wish it was this high quality. It is not. Um, and then it has a little clamp on the end or a little, um, plastic thing that is has a spring in it so it can go side so what i do is i put the the steam deck in there and it holds it above my face and then i pair a controller to it and i play while laying down in bed i do that with my switch sometimes with a little mount mm-hmm. same the yeah i, I use the, the same switch, mount. Though, yep. it gets the switch is kind of on the we're starting to get a little too heavy and it gets a little wobbly oh okay yeah so um so i guess the steam deck's not too heavy for it uh, I had to reinforce the mount um, so that it was a tighter grip, but no, it is not too heavy. I can try and dig up the stand I'm using. I've been through many stands to find one that can handle <laughs> devices and not wear out quickly. So um, that is that is part of it as well. So the um, QZT tablet stand on Amazon is the one I use. QZT tablet stand. Can we even find it? All right, you can't search for it that way, which is a pain in the butt. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'll see if I can get a uh, link in the um, show notes. Um, Jonathan, relevant to your interest, apparently the Steam Deck does really decent Saturn emulation, and that's why I want one so bad. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I've, 
I, I like the idea of it. I think it's a really cool device. I just, my fear is I'll buy it and then I'll like every now and then use it. It'll just be kind of like a. Well, I mean, the entry level one isn't too bad for price. No, I'm not. Yeah, it'd be more of a just a cool little toy that sits there and I don't use it much because I have my PC here. Mm-hmm. But fair. I did just go on a work trip out of state for this past week. So maybe I could use it then, but. I don't know. I've been on the fence on it. And at this point, it might be a good idea to just kind of sit and wait and see what they do with the second gen. That's that's the other thing. It's keeping that thing. How I wonder how easy or well it would be to upgrade or or not. I have a feeling uh, it won't. upgrade. I can't imagine it's going to be. I mean, well, I mean, you can take the thing apart and like change out the storage, which isn't too yeah. terrible, but. I can't imagine any you're really going to be able to upgrade it other than that. Not like it, it is thankfully at least easy to fix if anything, you know, goes bad in it. For for these kind of devices, which are usually you know absolutely impossible to fix, right. aggressively <laughs> difficult to fix. There really is almost like it's a little console, PC console. Oh, I mean, it's very much just like a having a a portable, you know, just a handheld laptop basically. And I mean, it is running Linux. So once you get into that side of it, it just becomes absolutely, you know, it, it, it has all the pluses and minuses of running Linux. <laughs> yep. Cause yeah, cause yeah, this week I got down the rabbit hole of, uh, <clears throat> looking into optical Saturn drives and it's like not only are they a pain in the ass to find, but they're also kind of expensive. Satiator, satiator, whatever it is. Yeah. That's what um, I got. It's easy to I think, install. Yeah, I think the one I was looking into is the Finrare. Well, why do those instead of why, – why would you get that instead of the Satiator at this point? Cheaper? What, what's the difference? I, I can't satiator, remember. you just plug it in into that little port on the back. Oh, okay. You know, or Satiator. I, I was trying to find that. And, it's at satiator.net. I guess my Google yep. <laughs> food was missing out or something. It's $260, Kelly. Yeah, it's yeah. a little pricey, but I mean, it's not that much more than the ODEs, and you don't have to install it. You just plug it in the back. It yeah. just works? Just works. Mm-hmm. It goes in the video CD port and somehow just works. Yeah, I use it. It's fun. How did they it's make good. this work? That is so <laughs> weird. Magic. And the other thing, I did get my Saturn modded for the the Fram mod, so now I don't have to worry the about what? the battery dying and losing my saves. The Fram mod, the Fram Fram, yep. What's the Fram Fram? Um, it just changes the type of uh, memory in the system, so oh, okay. it doesn't go off the battery anymore. Oh, cool. More of a static. Yeah, so I did that on that machine and one of my other ones. So, but one of the biggest things I hate about the Saturn is you have to like. Make sure you turn it on every couple months or you're going to lose your saves on that battery. Unless you mm-hmm. transfer it to a memory pack, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or cart, memory cart. So definitely yeah. a worthwhile uh, mod. So I, I think what I'm going to end up doing is waiting for my uh, Steam Deck win- or wait till I actually get an invite to buy Steam Deck because I, I want one no matter what and then test out the emulation on that and if it emulates great then great I've got a portable Saturn emulator and then if mm-hmm. not then drop the 300 on the satiator 
Well, I also hear they're looking at making the Mister portable soon. So, ooh, what's the Mister? Oh, that's another rabbit hole. It's like yeah. Uh, do you really want to go down there? <laughs> it's FPGA based emulation, so yeah, okay. it's a that different way of programming. Machine. It's kind of you have a piece of hardware that you can program the hardware instead of programming with software. So it's a different style of emulation that, if you do it right, some people say will result in more accurate emulation. Ah, oh, gotcha. Requires a less beefy machine, too. Or, or beefy. Well, there's hardware, one chip that people use. Yeah. So it's like, right. it's not really. You don't have a lot of options when it comes to consumer FPGAs because <laughs> it's mostly something designed for high end markets. <laughs> yeah, because software emulation for certain systems like the N64, the Saturn, and then some of the more modern. Maybe not the Nintendo systems that's been emulated pretty well, but. Requires a more and more powerful PC to software emulate properly, mm-hmm. but oh, gotcha. we're there for for we can do it for almost all things. But the FPGA is more hardware emulation. It's the, basically uh, um, a it's kind of like those uh, analog consoles. It's I, a fun hobby project too. Yeah, yeah. I don't have one, but that's another one I've been on the fence about. Yeah. Um. Jeff Gersman, formerly of Giant Bomb, has one, and he's done many streams about it. And it looks really cool. Um, where the hell's the actual site for the Mister? <laughs> There's some places that you can buy. It's kind of like taking over I, the Raspberry Pi is like the emu- the big emulation machine. Well, is. partially because well, I disagree with that because the Raspberry Pi is easier to get going. Because <laughs> it's like flash an image on the thing, put some ROMs there, go. Yes, you can't do as high end of console. Got it. Um, but the Raspberry Pi is a problem right now, and that there's you can't buy them anywhere. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's an issue. But and these Mister things, I think, are more available. So you know, screw it. There you go. Go with that. Well, yeah, there's websites cost more, that sell kits and or there's different ways, different uh, hardware configurations you can do with. It's, it's very, it's like modular in that way. We can add little different accessories and whatnot but it's more like internal accessories so there's some websites that sell kits or you can kind of mix and match what you want in your kit and you get everything sent or you can even get it sent and with a a nice little uh you know th- uh 3d printed case or what have you to make it all because otherwise it looks it's very like open electronics mm-hmm. right unless you can get love. A, a case for it <laughs> i love that <laughs> but uh yeah they've got a whole They've got a forum where everything's at, and the, um, I don't see where the guide is, um, but I'm sure there is someone, some guide threads here somewhere. Um, oh, there's a Mr. FPGA wiki, okay, which is hosted on GitHub. So welcome to the Mr. Wiki, and this will walk you through all the things you need if you want to do it yourself, or like Jonathan said, you can just buy a kit from like RetroRGB or something like that and uh, go that way. Um Yeah. This is the sort of hardware project I want to do at some point, but um, when I've thought about doing it, I realize I will never use it after I build it. So why? Why? Well, <laughs> if you if you play retro games, I, but I don't. That's the thing. Because no? okay, well. <laughs> a lot of people that do, they don't even use their old hardware. They just have this one stop machine. You just turn it on and you go to whatever core you want. Yeah. And you play your game, so yeah, I love it. It makes it convenient where you don't have to switch carts and setups and stuff it's like it's the all-in-one box for the most part yep 
Now, my next big uh, do-it-yourself project is going to be um, a Raspberry Pi compute cluster um, with Kubernetes on it, and um, has nothing to do with video games, so I won't bore you all with it here. But I'm still waiting for that Kickstarter to deliver before I can do that, so there's a whole saga going on there. All right, so I did Spirit of Justice on the Steam Deck. I did Monster Hunter Rise, and okay, okay I'm done. Um, Jonathan, you haven't been here for a while. Did you finish Symphony of War, which I didn't? I did. Good for you. Why did you not finish it? Um, finish I, it. I got a shoulder injury that put me off of playing it for a little bit. Um, and um, then Monster Hunter came out. I didn't know it required waggle and arm mechanics. It stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> it's a... I wasn't able to... It. I find Symphony of the War is best to play on the PC with my mouse rather than with a controller. Um. I don't have a good excuse here for you. All right. <laughs> I mean, it could be played on the steam deck too. Um, actually here's, Oh, right. Here's what it was. Um, when my arm injury, my shoulder injury was at its worst. The system that I was most comfortable to play was the switch because of its split controller. I could have my arm straight by my side. And so that led to me playing a lot of monster hunter rather than anything else. Um, and, uh, that's why. And because there's no easy way there's, as as uh, Josh alluded to earlier, everything's hard on Linux with the Steam Deck, and um, there is a way to get a Switch controller to work, but it's weird, and you have to pair two controllers and tie them together with a, another program to emulate them as one controller, and then pass that through to Steam. <laughs> I could see the only benefit of that as having a shoulder injury like yours otherwise yeah. <laughs> I, why would you do that so no. <laughs> anyway i didn't want to mess with all that i just wanted to play something so i i've been sticking to switch there for bed for the most part until recently so i i've been thinking i need to get back into symphony war but i haven't how does that wrap up is it, it feel good is it a good story does it who cares it's just a fun game to play yeah i mean i i like the story um it's right up my some of my you know, takes inspiration from some of my favorite games of all time. So uh, I also even did an interview. You probably, I'm sure you mm-hmm. mentioned it in the updates. Maybe sure a month did. Or two ago. Yep. Um, it, to me, it feels like a fire emblem, a fire emblem game, especially in how the characters and stories are. I would say GBA fire emblem, not like modern fire emblem, uh, GBA and super Nintendo uh, era. Um, the way the story, the way the maps look, uh, the way that all happens. And then when you get into combat, as far as unity unit, it plays out like an ogre battle game where it's like the auto battle. They attack in the road, you know, from what the rows they're in against the rows, the enemies are in and they'll do their, you know, two attacks each side. And then if you don't kill them, one side's declared the winner, uh, based on who did more damage. Um, now, it sounds really similar to Ogre Battle, but when you look into it, a, there's some differences. Um, where you are, what row you're in, doesn't affect how many attacks or what attack you do. It just more That's just more about where they're going to take damage or not, so it's more of a defensive um, a positioning. Uh, as well as, I feel in Ogre Battle games, you unless you have a super powerful uh, or late game you know, unit... Um, you often will fight the other side several times. It's a lot harder to kill than where I feel in Symphony of War. Those interactions are much more one-sided kind of uh, fire emblem where you hit them a couple times and they die pretty quick. So a lot more damage goes out 
it's a, maybe a little faster battles than than like an ogre battle, and it's also it's like turn based too, right? So that's why I said the maps more like Fire Emblem. It's turn grid based and not that real time move your troops around the on the map. So uh, story's good. I mean, it's very impressive to you know considering the size of the team that was that did it. Uh, one of my kind of complaints about it, which is already kind of addressed and seems fairly well known as some of the art style i think the sprite works really good i think the the way they did the uh portraits is a little off you know I, as i played it i got used to it at first it was more off-putting but uh it's you know don't let that hold you back either so some people will like it it to me it was and i and it grew on me somewhere or i just didn't really bother me anymore didn't care so it's got a really big following. It's kind of break it, broken out, well, you know, relatively speaking for a niche indie game, but it's uh, broken out from being one of those unknown mass indie RPGs that come on Steam and no one knows about it to where uh, the Discord's, you know, pretty active and the the reviews have been great. So I'm really glad to p- play it. And they're going to do some added campaigns for it. They're already planning a sequel. So I'll, I'll definitely be following that and, uh, I usually don't play new release games and go and beat them. I usually do more like the way Chris does and get about three quarters <laughs> of the way there and and get distracted. But I actually finished this one. It was pretty good. So I highly recommend it, uh, to, especially if you like Fire Emblem or if you like Ogre Battle. Then it's a it's a no-brainer to go check it out. Um, and then playing that got me in the mood and reminded me the only ogre battle game i still have not beaten i've played it a few times but not beaten is ogre battle 64 person of lordly caliber yes and i like the game and i bought it brand new as a kid well i guess it was as in high school i guess back in 98 99 ish somewhere around there um and played it pretty far there and i think i probably got again like three quarters of the way through and i've done that once or twice now and started it a few other times and it's not that I don't like it. I just always got distracted by something else. And and then once I got away from it, it was hard to get back. So I'm actually doing pretty well there. I'm almost to where the furthest I've ever gotten. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, and I plan to, to go through and beat that. And again, it's a ogre battle game. It's mostly got things I think improve upon the March of the Black Queen, Super Nintendo and PlayStation releases uh there's probably some things i like in that one a little more uh in some regards but overall it, it's solid uh you know one of my favorite the ogre series is one of my favorites of all time and i'm also excited about the uh the tactics ogre re 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 remaster again or remake or whatever you want to call it i i was about to ask you how you felt about that yeah i mean i was hoping it would be something a little more new right but I also feared it could have been a mobile release, so um, we'll take what we can get. <laughs> t- yeah. And, Wait, and what? It's not What's just going on? The, I'm confused. The, they're releasing Tactics Ogre again on uh, PS4, oh. PS5, and I think also PC. Which do we have a news story on that? I'm sure. No, it, it's oh. not official. It's kind of in the uh, you know it's yeah. leaked a couple of different times. I think the yeah. latest one was the leak uh, of the PlayStation page accidentally yep. leaked. They had the release date in November. Yeah, November, October, somewhere, somewhere yeah. here in a few months. Gosh, yeah. Is there a mod to make this game look good? I already think it looks good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so pixely. I need something. I like upscale pixel. it that, clean. 
Well, well the it's the N64. It's the, th- it's the 3D ones that suck. The 3D parts of this game look like N64 3D, which is to say they're all foggy. And I which hate game? that. 64. Oh, Ogre Battle 64. Oh, no. So, yeah, I mean, I played on the 64 through the retro tank, so it's upscaled. Okay. Uh, to 1080. So I mean, it looks. That's the best you can good, do, probably. Yeah. I mean, it's N64, right? So you're gonna. Do you have an HDMI mod? Is... HDMI mod on your N64? Or... No, I just it's S video. S video. Retro okay. Yeah. The RGB mod on that is expensive. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's not native because you actually have to add a chip to the 64, I believe. Or, <sighs> so you have to do something that's a little more aggressive than most consoles. What's better, day. the tank or those cables that the have tank, the built-in? Hundred percent. Now okay. the cables are cheap. Okay. Cheaper. The tink's pricey, but the tink is awesome. Well, they're like, the cables are expensive too. I thought. Oh, maybe different cables. There's so many cables. Yeah, I, I definitely go with the tink. The if, tink. If, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it allowed me to get rid of my CRT. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. That's a those fighting words. You must I mean, not have had a Sony. Unless, yeah, I did. I had a, oh. I had a thirty-two. Did you have like valve. the one people love that weird? I have the one that has RGB inputs and everything. The, it's the security like camera pounds. one. Oh, okay. It's humongous. So that's the other thing. I can't get it downstairs now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a three. I had a floor. I had a thirty-six inch HD Sony television that was three hundred pounds. That thing sucked. Yeah, it's from like it. 2001, 2002. It's an it's a enormous beast. Now, younger me, I used to deliver those, and I even carried this one upstairs about 10 years ago when I got By it. yourself? I moved. No, no. Oh. With, I had that helper yeah. or a couple helpers, but I could. Yeah, it was no, a three-person job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was well, awkward. <laughs> two for uh, me and my brother will probably do, but now oh. I'm getting close. I'm pushing 40. I just don't have that. I can't do it. It'll hurt me. That's dangerous now. <laughs> it hurts. hurts. The the good part about being over 40 now is people don't assume I can handle a job like that, which I never really could. But because I was younger, people thought I could. But now, <laughs> now I can act my age. See, I used to. I was always a bigger guy. I was football is pretty strong. And oh, I work for a moving right. company in, in the summer. So now I'm just, no. <laughs> All right. Now, It'll Tactics hurt. Ogre, I agree. That yeah. looks great. And just getting that is interesting. Are they are they doing anything with it? So it they the, are. It looks okay. like. It is does, it the uh, Let Us Clings Together port again? Yes. Yes. It, it's, yeah. it's the PSP port. However, they're getting rid of the better class it. levels. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It is the new UI um, upscaled. It, it kind of looks like it's got this like clay filter on the pixels. So okay. Some people will like it. Some people won't because it's going to make it a little smoothed. I admit, I kind of prefer my pixels a little sharper, but eh, I'm sure I'll like it either way. Um, it, uh, I, it's getting rid of the class leveling and going back to unit per unit levels, which good in some oh ways. Oh my gosh! Not good in some other <gasps> ways. Oh, all right. So they've got the veil, the super. This is one of those emulator filter options I always see yeah. on the super NES. I hate that this option. Yep. Um, yep. The super eagle or whatever the hell it is. Um. I'm annoyed they're getting rid of the class leveling options. I kind of like that better. Yeah, it's cool. However, it would also be annoying when you have this advanced character and you unlock a new class and everyone else is like level 25 and you have to get that level one up and it was very painstakingly tedious. So there's, but then it's also like it to where it allowed you to do a little more uh, creative leveling with your characters to get kind of, 
cool, um, you know, different powers and, and you kind of, you could tinker with them a little more. Right. So it, there's pros and cons to both. Just like, so it's just going to be a character level now. Uh, yeah. Each individual. Unit can you not switch level. jobs? You can. It's yeah. just that it'll be a, if you're a level 10 knight and you switch to a ninja, you're a level 10 ninja. That's, now before uh, you get your class levels up and you'd have a level 30 knight class and you have a level 10 ninja mm-hmm. and if you moved your knight from uh, from to change it to a class of ninja he'd be a level 30 and now he'd be a level 10. Yeah, and then I got grind. But and that's a reason you to grind play more the class. And so, yeah. yeah, it was very, it was unique. See the original was unit based levels. And then for the PSP they they developed oh, it, and it they was made it more of, like tactics. Okay. No, right. it was always Tactics. No, 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 but for the PSP, they made it more like Final Fantasy Tactics, where you had job levels. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. But, yeah. But even then, didn't Tactics, you still had your own level. Yeah, you had bo- level. Yeah, it was, it was JP for the yeah. for the job system. Yeah. yeah. So another thing that was noticed is the TP on there is gone, uh, mm-hmm. at least from the, the battle screen. So the TP was how you use your special skills. But HP levels look much higher, so maybe your specials will come out of your hit points. Is that, I don't know, it's, uh, there's some... Weird crafting I've seen. That I wouldn't yeah. have even expected, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, there's going to be voice cutscenes now, which mm, we'll see how that is. That could be good or bad. Um, the big one is Unit 1, the the graphics, the UI. Uh, there might they, be a couple others. They re-recorded really, all the music. Yeah, oh, that's it too, yeah. Live recordings. Which I love the music in those games. Um, very. Oh, and very they've got good. the time travel stuff too. So. That's still, yeah, that's the same as PSP. That's the not changing. The other thing, I hope they revamp or do something with the, um, not the auction house, the crafting. Sorry, which that was like my biggest annoyance with the PSP remake was how they did, did the crafting system, because there's, it's not guaranteed, it's gonna work. You're like, didn't more people not really stuff. like the PSP one? Oh, people love no, PSP. Yeah, PSP one was great. Okay. My only gripe is the auction. Uh, sorry, I keep saying auction. The, the crafting, crafting mechanic, yeah. and because uh, there was a percentage. So really, all it did is people just save scum. So it was just the time waster. Because if you failed to, to it's like a sixty percent chance to be able to build your you know rare new sword that you could get. But that material is like you, it only drops once, or it's hard, really hard to get. Well, if you just didn't save and tried to make it and failed, you just lost everything. So it's like, who's going to do that, right? You saved before. So that meant every time you made something, you got to go and save, come back, do it, up, oh, fail, okay, load it up, okay, do it, up, oh, fail, load it up, okay, fine, save. And then you go and save the game again, okay, now I'm going to make my next item. It was just, it made it really annoying, but you had to do it if you wanted to get the cool weapons. Because in the original one on the Super Nintendo slash PS1 uh, port, uh, you got most of your rare or unique weapons from like boss drops and such to where they, instead of doing that, they have enemies or bosses drop like a special like um, component or material and then you use that material to make what it can make. So to me, it, I kind of like the getting, killing that boss and he's got this cool, you know, flame sword and now I get the cool flame sword instead of, oh, uh, you get some special ingot and now you can go turn that into, you know, 20 different things or whatever you choose and, I just, I don't know. Uh, I guess it seems like a somewhat of a small gripe, but for a game I like that much, that's that's really my only only thing I, I dislike about it. Sue, so, uh, looking forward to seeing that. And if it's going to be on PC, 
what ended up happening is I'll probably get it digitally on a PC platform like Steam, and then I'll buy like the PS5 disc version or something of it. Just Will it to have be it. on PC? Uh, That's the I rumor. Saw, yeah, there was some it's mentioned something with Nvidia something on there oh, on right. one of the yeah. So there's thoughts that it could be P- coming to PC. A, a lot of Square stuff has been PC. Oh sure, yes, yeah. PlayStation. So that kind of tracks. So one of the so the this good and bad. And one thing. Uh, so there's this emulator called the One Vision emulator. Uh, sorry, the One Vision mod that you can play on PSP emulator, which I play now, and it, it's a guy that's gone through and you know. I say hacked up the game and changed and did a lot of balancing and and you know there's some still some bugs and errors and some of the calculations and skills and such. Do you think they're going to have it in them to redo it all for a new PC version? That's though? the thing. That's, well, maybe it's going to be a lot of work, most likely. It's not well, going to just apply. A lot of it's just tables and such, right? Uh, and, I. And, who Data? knows? Who knows yeah. what sort of fun stuff is awaiting you in these game files? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Until you get into you, them. <laughs> this is true. But maybe since it's being mostly like a, somewhat of a rem- I don't know. Yeah. We'll see no, you're right. You're right. There's a chance. There's a chance it'll be yeah. easy. But like yeah. doing free work for people on the internet is something people usually get tired of doing. So. True, but, but I mean, hopefully someone been, else will pick it up if he doesn't, or they. Well, don't. He's been actively updating even the PSP one still oh, all as right, of today, right. so right. it's a good sign. Go the then. trouble yeah. of doing PSP, Chris. Okay, all right, all right, you're right, you're right. That's fair. That's fair. I've got a video up of it, but it's um, it's hard to show in video form. It sounds like, um, yeah, yeah. The if they if they do start doing the One Vision mod on the a theoretical PC Steam version, does that fix the crafting? Uh yeah, well it fixes it as much as it can. Okay. Like to me, I would want it to totally revamp the how the crafting systems up. Sure. But what they did is they made all of the uh um successful uh attempts at hundred percent. Oh, all right. That so works too. Can't fail. <laughs> all right. It still doesn't get rid of some of the tedium of okay, you gotta put these two together to make this component and that component with this component to make five of this component. So there's still a lot of like nested and tiered component creation just to make the sword mm-hmm. that's still annoying because i'd have to like write down a little list okay i need to buy 20 of this metal and 40 of this thing and 50 need a of wish this thing. list like in monster hunter come on yeah and then i'd go to the store buy those things and then you get x so many of these makes these and it would it's like way too much work just to make this little sword so um but at least you don't have to do the safes coming anymore. So that, that takes away the, the worst part of it. So it sounds the like the number one thing we need to hear about this new version, besides the release date, is what are they doing with the crafting? Probably nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand why games like that feel the need to have a fail state for crafting. Because that's what people are going to do is they're just going to save scum anyway. So why bother? Well, purists wouldn't save scum. You take it as you get it. It's, yeah, well, it's like the, the idea of not rewinding for character deaths in the battle. You'll just accept I'm it, sure. won't you? <laughs> I actually don't. Oh, you don't rewind? There's an, there's an achievement to not use the chariot system. Well, do you... All right, but do you start over? Well, I think you Or do you usually, just accept the... Uh, no, I'm asking what you do. Do you start the battle over, or do you just accept the character deaths? No, I'd start the battle over. Oh, okay, but that's I, why. Because I think you can... Uh, <laughs> I think... You can revive in that game, though. Oh, can you? Okay. I know you can. Well, I remember the original on um, Super Nintendo slash PS1 is super hard in that way because you couldn't revive until, like, mid-game. And 
Uh, there's a few items that could, but they're very scarce. And so, uh, and they just died, right? I think mm-hmm. this game, like, each character has like, or in the PSP version, they had like three lives or deaths. Yeah, or yeah. PSP version, it was three. It was the third time they died that mm-hmm. they were dead for good. So, yeah, the original one was really hard because I remember having to do that. We were trying to get through battles without letting anyone ever die. And there's some battles that were very difficult to do that with. So the PSP version made that easier. I think I'm pretty sure there was a revive in it. Um, I've played it so much and I kind of embarrassed for myself for, to not know that off the top of my head. But like this um, person playing a solo run through the one vision mod. Oh, is that coffee uh, potato? Oh, let's see. Um, yes, it is. Yeah, that's that's the yeah he's I watch his stuff and he's on the discords that I'm uh, there's like an ogre battle sixty four and a strategy RPG discord he's very active in those so he's he's one of the huge uh, proponents of that one vision mod one man one vision yeah <laughs> solo know everything know everything what does that even mean <laughs> one eyed night slayer what does that mean. <laughs> Is that a class a one-eyed knight? It's it's it. There's a class, and then he does it. He builds that character in a certain way, or levels it in a certain way. To he gives it like a little name for how you do it. So, okay. like you, a character say that, uh, say a you call it a paladin, right? He's really it's a, like a knight class. I'm just gonna make up some stuff just to, and then you you make him a, a part time as like a a healer class, and then make sure he's got the holy affinity and give him like a a um a, um healing spells and then make him back into night and now you can heal and you call that a paladin class even though it doesn't exist right kind of like i'm that that's what he kind of does so they'll you you mix and match certain classes certain ways with certain skills and uh he'll give it new class names it's just kind of a that makes sense but it's not officially a different class in the game so I could sit there and talk ogre stuff all day, but uh, also played a game I really loved. It was so fun, The Hunt Down. I don't know if you guys played that. Mm. What, what is it? It's like a very '80s inspired uh, run and gun, kind of like a Contra game, very similar. Um, mm. It's on every system. It's on Switch. I hadn't Steam. even heard of this. Wow! Oh, it's so cool, man! Oh, it's cyberpunk references. Yeah, it's very cyberpunk. That dripping with 80s references and characters and i like i really like the macho man wrestler boss guy mm-hmm. and yeah the atmosphere it's so the atmosphere and the game's fun oh it's uh, like an it's easy ch- contra okay look at this uh, i wouldn't say it's easy it it, it doesn't look easy, like it's full of baloney oh okay it, it it's got its challenges mm-hmm. um but no i i I've had a blast, so I recommend that to anyone to check it out. It's it's, I think it was six dollars during the Steam sale, the Steam sale, so it's not too bad. I even think limited run, or you can get a physical edition either from limited run or through Amazon on the Switch if that interests anyone. So, uh, I highly recommend it. Very cool uh, stuff that was making me smile or even laugh all the time with you know some of the different references from different movies or other. 80s pop culture stuff, but it's done in a smart way, not like a, not in a, oh, I've seen this a million times before kind of way. I, it, I guess that's hard to explain, but if you play it, you'll kind of get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely love that. Recommend that to you guys try it out. Uh, then I started Live Alive, which I, I, I started that this week. 
Yeah, I know that's the right way to say it. It still sounds stupid to say it live alive <laughs> like that. I think live alive or whatever sounds better, rolls off the tongue better, but. Live a live. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I I've have this game like a translated card. I have the Super Famicom card. I've never played it. I've always been on my, oh, I'll play that someday. And then I heard about this and I was really excited about it. I got it. it maybe it's because I was in the hotel and I had my Switch, but I've, I've been struggling to kind of like keep interest like i'd be playing it and i get distracted while i was playing it. it hasn't been grabbing me too much yet i may just have to force into it but yeah ike was kind of in dealing with the same thing what and... if it turns out not every game we didn't get is as good as we thought they were yeah but this one always was said by people who did trans, <laughs> right. you know play translate right. that it was a really good one all right because um so I started with the caveman because I wanted to play. Uh, yeah, I wanted to <laughs> play through the timeline. So I get, and I don't know if there's a, a definite play order or not. I started with caveman and then went to ninja because mm. I'm not sure if the ninja or the Chinese era takes place first. Mm. I'm still in the caveman. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the caveman era is kind of interesting because there's no dialogue. Everybody just pantomimes. Yep. Uh, a lot of times I have no idea what they're wanting me to do. Wait, I didn't realize that sometimes your characters come together from different time periods. Yeah. Oh. I thought you were playing a bunch of different stories. No, I think it's oh. all interconnected at the end. Hmm. Yeah. Um. So where are you at with the caveman story? Did you get the third party member yet? Yes. <laughs> kind of. Well, I kind of have them in and out, and then I need to go get another meat because for some reason I have no more meats and then I turned it off and went to sleep <laughs> yeah so the caveman era is kind of interesting because like I said you, there's no dialogue so you kind of have to figure out where you need to go via the pantomiming Yeah, and there, there's an elder character that kind of grunts and sort of teaches you how to fight and you have a I think each character has a special action and the special action for the caveman is um, sniffing so you have to go and like actually hunt animals to get meat, and the yep. the meat is the only way. Well, up up until you get the third party member, the meat is the only way you can heal. Um, that being said, the caveman era has been kind of hilarious so far because of the pantomime, but also because you have this monkey character in your party, and I can't tell if the monkey and the cave person are like friends or enemies because they're always beating each other up. Yeah, let's say he's pretty mean to his little monkey friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, so it looks oh like they did a pretty smooth or pretty direct remake, but I hear there's differences. Like, I think you know how you can pick which caveman stack's going to have more and you get those rewards in that one room. Mm -hmm. I hear that was different in the Super Nintendo version. And then I think they took out some of the. I think there's a. If you try to give her something to wear while she's in the bush she'll like op open the bush and like be naked in the super nintendo version and oh. then she just like throws something at you in this one so they did little changes i don't I don't know there's i'm sure there's someone that's gone through and you know noticed all the differences and and because it's not just like a uh graphics rehash they actually did some tweaks to it too yeah um 
And and then there's the bit where they're uh, sleeping in the cave together, and then the monkey and the caveman wake up, and the caveman thinks that the monkey is the girl, and mm-hmm. get, gets all mad and beats the crap out of the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, very co- comical stuff, and um, I, I appreciate that the monkey learns a move called poo throw later, that turns all the tiles into uh, poison tiles. Yeah, and another thing, I did find the battle mechanics interesting, and I don't know if it's the same battle mechanics for all the different scenarios. It may change, but it's kind of like a real-time but turn-based grid battle, but it's very small grids where you move your guys around and you attack more physically relation-wise, right, instead of just like the traditional attack, you know, command battles. Yeah, the the, the ninjas battles are like that, too. Okay. Um, the the ninja plays very different because you're doing a stealth mission to get into a castle mm. and his special action command is um he basically just pulls an invisibility cloak out of nowhere and uh disguises himself huh. and i'm i'm sitting there thinking okay well clearly the ai isn't going to be dumb enough to fall fall for this when i'm like right in front yep, of them it is and, <laughs> yeah yeah i'm right right in front of them like oh where would he go <laughs> This is a sneaking uh, mission. But also, when you're running around in the castle, like, if you try to talk to anybody, you'll get in a fight with them. And if you kill them, there's a tally that goes up. And I'm not sure if that's going to change the story or not. Because, um, like, right at the beginning, they say you could either do it completely stealthy or you can just cut a path of blood right through the castle. And I've been kind of doing a combination of both. Um there's a castle map that you have a reference to and right now I'm stuck in an area with a bunch of ghosts and I'm not sure how to get past this part. And I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure if live live is grabbing me or not. Um, and I'm not sure if it's because I picked probably picked the worst two chapters to start as. Yeah. I don't, I don't know either. I just was like, well, my wife, had the same train of thought. She was like uh, sitting there playing. I was like, "Oh, this is a new game I got." And like, which one should I start with? Which well, I guess you got to start with the earliest one and go in time. I was like, "All right, I guess it makes as much sense as anything else." So I picked the caveman. Yeah. So, I, so I don't know. I'm gonna finish the ninja chapter and then I might pause to play Xenoblade because mm. because uh, with the chapter system, it's easy to just pick up and play. And I also don't know if the end of the caveman chapter is the definite end or if I'm going to go back to it. I, I've never looked into the Super Nintendo version of Live a Live before, so I don't know how the chapters all, all play out. If it's just like the Saga series where it's one scenario and that's it, or if you do multiple chapters with each character. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, if somebody would like to chime in and enlighten me on it, please do because I'm very, very much a noob to this series. And I want to see where it's going. It's just kind of not grabbing me right now. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same. I'm going to, but now that I'm back from my trip, here's what I feel. I'm going to play Ogre Battle and then get out of Live Live. And then am I going to want to have the energy to jump into that or play something on PC? And ooh, that's going to be tough. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to see, I guess. Um, I don't know if that's all you've played. That's it. I even saw you you were playing that, so I made it my last game to kind of segue huh. into you 
Yeah, because I, like I said, I finished Monster Hunter. I'd been picking at Live a Live, and I'm I want to say I'm very close to the end of Skies of Arcadia. I just got the upgrade to my ship that lets me go below sea level, which kind of turns into a submarine mission in that last part of the game, where you're um, basically going to the bottom of the world and are trying to find uh, Athena's ship. And I I forgot, I think I'm the only person on this cast that's played uh, Skies of Arcadia before. I think so. I, I've always wanted to play that, but I've always been put off by the the encounter rate that is kind of notorious for that game. Yeah. Um, luckily, once you get the ship mod that lets you go above or below the clouds, you can completely avoid battles by going above or below the clouds. But they don't put that in until the very end of the game? At last third, I want to say. So in other words, we need a, a remake of the game that like puts that in much earlier, at least. Yeah, or at least gets you an item or something that reduces the number of encounters. Because um, the other problem is there's two dungeons you go through that are airship dungeons, where you're just fl- flying through a huge cave system or a, a vortex in the ship. And I hate those segments because they're very disorienting because there's no map. And the ship controls are just god-awful. It's very easy to get your ship stuck in the environment. And and in particular in the Vortex dungeon, you're having to go through like multiple vortexes to get through this huge air current thing. And I think it took me like three hours to get through that dungeon because I kept going in circles or kept getting in fights or kept getting stuck in the environment. And, you know, you have to go explore ship wreckage in that dungeon because you get cool items and you get a uh, crew member if you explore that particular dungeon. So that 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 one was a pain in the ass. And are are you emulating it or are you playing it on like original GameCube? I'm playing it on my Wii, but on an ISO version so that I don't put any stress on my disc, my original disc, because um, I've heard that the Wii kind of stresses out GameCube discs. Hmm. I I could be wrong. Somebody can correct me on that, but that was just what I was reading in collectible circles. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm playing it on my Wii. Uh because then and, and the I'm, other thing for me is like I, I know that's one of those things where you're gonna have long stretches between save points and I oh, yeah. I have a tough time handling that anymore. Yeah, I get very frustrated by that too. I was trying to find a stopping point the other night and just kept going and going and kept getting into more and more fights and there's a little bit of a ranking system, so you're really encouraged not to run away from fights. Um and I, I've lost my train of thought, um, but yeah, the encounter rate in that game is just miserable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that I, I remember reading about that too. The uh, the the ranking system where you get punished for running away from fights, which makes it really miserable in a game with a really awful encounter rate. <laughs> yeah, um, luckily. I've got my spirit points up high enough to where I can use Athena's uh, or Ica's screen nuke, um, which kills. Mo- yeah, Chris just showed it off just now. Lambda burst, and it 
if it doesn't kill everybody in the first try, it at least weakens enough weakens them enough that the rest of them can be picked off. Um, which is kind of nice, though it doesn't always work with every battle because there's a bunch of enemies that are either immune to magic that are basically like the liquid metal slimes of the game where they can't be hit and they run away, but a lot of times they're running away fails and getting in an encounter with like three of those is a nightmare. And they're not, I compared to the liquid metal slimes, but they don't even offer that much experience if you do kill them, which is like, why this is just put in here to waste my time. It, it's but, still of that era of uh, design, isn't it? Yeah, just a tad. Um, I, I will say that the, even though it's PS2 level graphics, I'm still surprised at how good this game looks for being a, a PS2 era game. Well, it, it would not even that. I mean, it was Dreamcast, so it was very early on yeah. in that era too, right? Yeah, and I don't know if they polished up the graphics a little bit for the GameCube version or not. Um. It's going to be an interesting backtrack to talk about. That's for sure. Um, I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to finish this game this weekend. Uh, give or take. Uh, getting into long, drawn-out battles. Oh, but I, I mean, I'm still enjoying my time with it, all things considered. It's been a hot minute since I played the Dreamcast version. Um, uh, I'm, I'm hoping I'll be able to finish it somewhat soon so that I can finally start up like a dragon. Oh yeah, you got another backtrack game to get to. Yep. Um, I want to at least get like a dragon started somewhat soonish, even though we're not doing that backtrack until either late November or early December. You've told me that like a dragon is a pretty chunky game. Yeah, it's quite a bit longer than six. <laughs> But I have a feeling I'm going to have fun with it when I do get to it. I hope so. If eventually. Um, and I, I'm waiting with bated breath for my copy of Xenoblade to be delivered. Because I, my husband managed to order my copy for me. He managed to squeak in during that disaster that was the uh, pre-order window. But Nintendo had one last disaster for you in terms of the shipping. Um. It Not seems like a lot of people were upset that their, uh, you know, Nintendo didn't ship these things early enough to actually get it to you on launch day. Of course. Oh not. well, I mean, it's it's out for delivery right now, so I'm just waiting. It was originally pegged for Monday, but I could wait a couple of days. It's that like people are gonna chug through the game in a weekend. No, uh, I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> I don't know if there are enough hours in the weekend to get through Xenoblade yeah, Three. People find a way. You'd have to do some pretty epic poop socking to be able to get through mm-hmm. a Xenoblade game oh, in the weekend. They, they'll uh they will surprise you. They will do that, <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> remember I remember how fast people would level up and wow expansions. It's like I was playing nonstop. Well, those are coordinated up. group efforts. It's a little different. Yeah. Like you can you can cheese that so it doesn't have to be one person the whole time. It's still but, a yeah. lot of time. I know. Work. I, yep. I thought that, that was people going through the beta and like doing a critical path yeah no they plan it yeah okay there's a lot of prep for that (laughs) oh my lovely husband in the chat room poop socking like a three-legged kid (laughs) (laughs) all right so now that we're through what everyone's playing and kelly i gotta tell you i'm watching someone test the random encounter rate of the airships 
doesn't seem too bad here. It, it doesn't seem like it, but when you're trying to get, when it's uh, getting to be midnight and you're trying to get to the, your next spot mm-hmm. before you go to bed that night, it can get pretty tedious. I, I remember it being worse than this is, is all I can say, but uh, maybe that was because it was earlier in the game. This is very much at the end of the game, this person. <laughs> Or when you're trying to, when you're like lost in a dungeon, and especially in a very disorienting dungeon, like some of those airship ones, mm-hmm. and you're trying to get your bearings, and you turn around and you get into a long fight, because that's the other thing. That's the other thing with this game too. Some of the fights in this, even the regular counters in this game, yeah. can get pretty long. Oh, and also the other issue is that it's, um, and Cyrael in the chat, they say sixteen enemies, but that's. Every encounter, they're counting each enemy as one enemy. So that's not like 16 encounters. That would be bad. But it's like 16 enemies. So that could be three encounters. Um, But also, uh, what I'm noticing on this is this person's one-shotting the entire group of enemies. And of course, at the beginning of the game, you cannot do that. So that would make this feel really bad if every battle was really long. So, okay. Anyway. um, Yeah, so... I have a question for Jonathan. Ooh, you're here? Waiting okay. in anticipation. Okay. <laughs> I have a father, and that father wants to get into... Basically, he, he's got an auction business with my sister, and they sell video games on whatnot.com, mm-hmm. um, which is a weird thing to want to do, but they want to do it. They He called me the other day to ask me, so, which systems are most popular? <laughs> Open-ended. Yeah, and I said, I can't answer that question. I understand that you don't understand why I can't answer that question. I will tell you what I think, which is going to be, you know, prime nostalgia-era systems like SNES, Genesis, and maybe PS1. Um, but I, I don't know, and I will ask my retro game expert next time he's on the show if he has any opinions of what markets are booming the most out of retro games. So, so hi. <laughs> yeah, interesting topic. Okay, so it's think about who has spending money in their careers at point in their careers and where nostalgia starts hitting in. So maybe 10 years ago, NES, 10, 15 years ago, NES, Super NES were hot, right? They're mm-hmm. like on the rise. They've plateaued. Even and then things like the twenty six hundred is like super cheap now for yeah. almost anything. So that that one's gone, yeah. and it's not as it doesn't age as well, right? NES is I feel the hardware that starts aging the best. Uh, but even NES, except for some of like the heavy hitters, the top ones, you know, you get the rare combination of a harder to find game and a very popular good game. Those are keeping the value. Cardboard is is really keeping its value, but a lot of the common stuff. It's like it's getting harder for them out here to move those. So a lot of the vast majority of even common good games, the values aren't staying and, and they're even losing some value where everything else is inexpensive. That's NES. Now, Super Nintendo, it's plateaued. So almost everything there is just increasing. Now, the prices increase with the overall game market as it's been increasing lately. But the the, the quick, the high demand for Super Nintendo stuff is still there. But it's not like the it was before because now – those that are starting to get in the money in their late 20s and early 30s are aging out to our age or in their upper 30s and lower 40s and we've already gotten what we want and Mm -hmm. i think typically people at our age don't start new collection things like that 
Um, so that happens in the late twenties, it seems. So what was starting to get, got really hot now is we're kind of tailing off in the 64. Uh, that got super popular and expensive in the GameCube. The GameCube is really hot right now. So prices are, are high, demand's high. GameCube, N64, PS2, I would say would be the big ones. Is PS2 plateaued or is it high? PS2 is spiking lately. Spiking, okay. But PS2 is going to be different than some of the older systems mm-hmm. because there's so many games. Yeah. So you can't just go buy a whole crap ton of Disney and Madden games, right? And think yep. you're going to obviously. You I'm know, aware. So, I'm aware of that. And yeah, it's hard to are. educate him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So not all PS2. GameCube but- is safer. I, I figure that. Um, across the board yeah. gamecube is soup getting stupid expensive yeah. so you can find them cheap yep. then you can flip them well yeah uh ps2 uh, you know your rpgs your shooter your you know shoot 'em ups uh your horror games ps2 horror games are ridiculous those are the big you know your god of war is gonna be five dollars forever right so it's not gonna be big money but those are the ones if you look on um like price charting they've They've gone up stupidly high in the last year or two. So mm-hmm. um, finding PS2 RPGs and shooters and and horror games like Rule of Rose and Haunting Ground and all those are, are ridiculous. So those are what's hot. PS3 is going to be up there soon, too. Now, if you want a future collect, I would no, say... He wants to turn product right now. Yeah, okay. Turn product right now is going to be those... In the yeah. future, getting PS3 and 360 stuff right now really cheap and, mm-hmm. you know, the typical yep. uh, genres that, that do well would be very smart investment mm-hmm. for, you know, five you know the five-year game. Yeah. Um, what about non-360 PS3? Are the, is there anything else you think will... Are we just... Oh, Vita. So, Vita's so, super hot. So let me list some systems that apparently just no one has is going to ever care about, and that's going to be Dreamcast, Saturn... Um, <laughs> Oh, and, people care about the Saturn. Well, Saturn's yes. I know, and the Saturn's special. It's it's that's a it's a whole different ball of wax and to collect. People love the Dreamcast too. Uh, like a black Sega Sports Dreamcast is high. Yeah. There's some Dreamcast games that are high, but it's not moving a lot, right? right. It's yeah. kind of established. It's a it's collector's market. Yeah. Um, the annoying thing about the Dreamcast is that a lot of its really really good games got ported. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then what else do we have? Uh, what was Nintendo doing after the GameCube? Wii, and Wii is going to be a mess. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. The Wii doesn't quite have the collector market. for It's just it's so much. and People will um, want it eventually, but it's going to be, you're going to have to do a lot trash. of filtering, just like with the PS2. Yep. It's a okay. whole different level of trash from the PS2. All right, so this is this is this has been helpful, Jonathan, because I didn't realize we were fully out of the SNES era and and even the N64 era no, for okay. the most part. So, so I that say makes that, right? yeah, I know cardboard boxes are going to sell like crazy, right? Complete oh, yeah. in box and, stuff. I get that. That's yes. just they can't find that stuff. They're not it, sure. That's not going to happen. I will tell them like if you can find like anything that looks like. It is disposable and is going to wear down over time, like cardboard boxes. If you can find them in good condition, people will pay top dollar for it. Yep. But like that's it. <laughs> GBA is pretty collectible now too. Oh, uh, GBA. The boxes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, GBA boxes. Uh, yeah. DS. It's your. Yeah. It's again. It's a whole lot of trash. Then there's some really pricey RPGs and other special games. But uh, for the most, DB, G, the the DS has gotten the GBA is pretty collectible, especially if you can find boxes. Um, now I'd say Super Nintendo is still 
easy to sell. It's still desirable. It just doesn't have that volatility where stuff's yeah. spiking. It's already kind of spiked. It's there. It's got its fans, but it's not going to be – it's not the, the hot thing. No, right? with with whatnot, you need to have the hot thing, it seems. so. Yeah. And it seemed clear to me I was already going to suggest GameCube because whenever they've had GameCube games on, people go crazy for them in their chat. Yep. Um, and just nice to hear this confirmation that that's because that's kind of where the market is at the moment. So, Neato, thank you. I will tell them those things and then walk away because I don't want to be involved in selling video games. <laughs> I know too much about video games to want to be involved with that. <laughs> oh, I, I've done it a bunch. I mean, not because I had a business. It was I would go buy lots and buy bunches of games and. And then I'd be a few games in there I won. So basically, I would just sell the rest hey, to pay for the games yeah. I wanted to keep. And cool. Do it that way or use the upgrades. So I've done, or even collection downsizing, I've done. The reason why I'm going to stop now is you have to report all sales over $600 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, taxes and accounts as income tax. So yep. before. Well, you had to, to report be it before, K. but. <laughs> You're supposed to. You, but you, you'd it, have to add it all up and then report it. But um, yeah. yeah. And then it gets tough. It's like, well, how much did you actually pay? Because you're really. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. The profit. But, yeah. Well, you have the dollar basis. I bought this game at a lot. Yeah. Know, how much did I really pay for? It? I don't know. Right. I don't what price. You know, it's do I compare it to its original price? Because that $20 NES game when I paid $2 a game. What a pain. It's a good deal. But it really originally came out at $60. Right. So, so instead, I'll buy all my games digitally and never be able to sell them. No worries. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Yep. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there was your mad money segment with jonathan stringer there you go thank you very much for that that's going to be very helpful for my family and then i can stay the hell out of it Um, (laughs) but i know not to get involved in money things with family go ahead anything that can source like at a garage sale or flea market that's just cheap as you know a couple dollars per game that's always going to be good right no matter what system it is yeah well yeah, Unless you say that. It, no, it's it's the it's the selling the market they're selling to doesn't care about those games. Yeah, it, and so they're they're getting those games for cheap prices and then not moving them, which is okay, a problem. They can sell them to me then. Okay. <laughs> do you do you really? I don't think you want them. Do you want Madden two thousand five? Well, no, those don't sell regardless. <laughs> yeah, anywhere. that's what I'm saying. That's what they find for a dollar, though. You oh know? yeah, I mean. <laughs> You got to have a little bit of knowledge, right? Uh, yeah, and they don't, and that well, okay. one of them does, and one of them doesn't. And yeah. the one asking me for help doesn't, and I can't just give it to him. <laughs> it's like, I've spent I've spent what thirty five years following this stuff. I can't just hand that knowledge to you. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> you just reminded me. So my nephew's birth birthday is coming up, and my mom texted me with a picture of Madden. And was like, um, hey, hey, he asked for this game. And I looked at it, and it's Madden 20. Oh, no. And I, I said, Mom, doesn't Michelle, my sister, usually get him the new Madden every year? And she's like, yeah, for, for some reason he had Madden 20 on its list. I'm like, Mom, he doesn't need the Madden 20 if he's getting the new one. Well, I don't know. He just put it on his list. And correct me if I'm wrong, but... Isn't Madden like the old versions of Madden just completely worthless, which is why they're so always so cheap because they always update? No, they don't really update. I would. Well, I mean, there are updates, but it's (laughs) it's they just 
you know, well, they're out of date with the current rosters, so that's, that's why they, part of it. Yeah, and then usually each year there's a few exceptions, but usually there's improvements each year. There's some features. weird things in the recent Maddens, Kelly, where they have like these single player experiences that might make yeah. some people want to collect certain ones. Okay. But you have to research which ones have them and whether or not they're any good. <laughs> or certain years, like there's a couple of years in the PS2 that has that had a bunch of features on it that they haven't done since, mm. like more like GM coach features that you need to be people so find desirable. into it. Like, is yeah. do you think your nephew's that into Madden? <laughs> no, he just wants to. Yeah, I, I think he probably he just wants understand. the current one. <laughs> bear in mind my nephew's autistic so he doesn't oh, understand okay. a lot yep, of things yep. mm-hmm. I always forget that detail um, so I, I I think he just didn't understand that it's kind of the same game every year Gotcha. but I, was, I didn't want to say something definitely because I wasn't sure because I don't keep track of this the last it, <laughs> to people who don't play Madden it's the same game to people like me I play it every year and like a see I could they're they're it plays a lot different. There's things, but I like how you're like, well, they don't really the update it, but they do. They <laughs> like do. Even they you as a Madden fan is like, they don't really update it. The, the, the big <laughs> issue is the yearly release in modern games. Now there's just only so much you can do with how complex yeah. games are in a yearly release these days, yeah. as far mm-hmm. as differences. So they have to and some of their features they have to add take a couple years in the background to make to implement and it's harder for them to justify those because it's not going to you have to have some new updates to sell on the back of the, the you know game each year so it's definitely they're kind of have their hands tied behind I'm their surprised back they haven't tried Madden as a service yet they should they really should but then you lose that $60 or I guess I you guess. make it I don't well, know, I mean, you, you get it differently it, but, right but yeah yeah of that and you get people like my family who are kind of clueless about that kind of stuff that wouldn't understand Madden as a service. Yeah, and but like, yeah, you're right. Oh, because <laughs> that's the thing with my family. They they don't know about PS Plus. They don't know about any of that. They just know that every year Madden comes out and they buy it for my nephew for for his birthday. Um, if I had to explain that kind of stuff to them, I would. I would probably, I don't know, not want to. <laughs> Here's a YouTube video, figure it out. Um, yeah. That kind of stuff. So, yeah. Th- thank you, Jonathan. I I needed an explanation from an expert on that because I honestly had no clue. The last, the last football game I gave a crap about was Joe Montana 94 on the Genesis. Um, back aways which one was yeah. it like the there was a freaking rpg in the madden in a recent madden uh, uh, I guess it, uh it was like a this is more like a adventure mode okay fair enough like a one of those and then like, the next one had a sequel i think <laughs> yeah like visual novel type of adventure modes yeah. and you do like little madden like football mini games in there play little versions of games and have to do you know good and then depending on how you do it'll it's kind of like a telltale game right it'll uh, if you did did poorly in the game your response afterward your your dialogue choices will be this if you do well it'll trigger this meanwhile over in the basketball game spike lee's literally directing a movie where you play basketball with the ghost of your dead brother I just want the Madden Otome dating sim. Oh, I'm surprised they haven't done that. Yet. You, that are you really? Funny. Are you really surprised? 
Oh, let's get to the question of the week. What was it? Talk about your preferences regarding the length of games. Talk about. Not talk really about. a question, but, you know, talk about. Yeah, Featherhoof wrote and said, I like my games being as long or as short as they need to be. A 100-hour game that's full of bloat and backtracking to pad it out to that length when it's really a 15-hour story doesn't, by default, make it a better game than the 4-8-hour to eight hour game of the same price that's paced better and tells a concise, well-told 4-8-hour to eight hour story. I guess that's potentially my pretentious way of saying length to beat is less important to me than quality of the experience and the fun factor of it all. Strawberry Egg said, Oh, I'm most certainly behind you in my Skies of Arcadia progress, Kelly. I just recently made it a little past Ixataka and don't even have the Delphinus yet. Anyway, question of the week. While I am generally of the game should be as long as they need to be opinion, I find myself appreciating shorter games more these days. With my ability to play a game for longer than its average time to beat, even a game I can finish in under 50 hours is considered short for me. Tracer 3 said, I like 80 to 150 hour games because why do you even put a cap on it at that point? Like, you're okay with up to 150 hours, but after that, that's just way too long. All right. Anyway. So Tracer 3 says, because the good ones normally don't are because the good ones normally have plenty of story to fill the time. Some of my favorites have been the Trails of Cold Steel Story and Persona 5. All right. I guess that's why. Uh, yeah, for the most part, except for that last game in this series, Kiseki games are really good about having a chunky story while still respecting your time. Yeah, the last couple started getting pretty long. Yeah, no, that's why I put that caveat. Three and well, four was four was awful very long. That. Yeah, um, three felt very well paced. I felt. All right. So uh, you said ooh. the crossbell was really. Yeah. It, oh, that? yeah. It was breezy. It was like forty, fifty hours. Um, so what should sorry, we ask about for our question of the week, Kelly? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> what retro system are you interested in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's, what's the proper play order for Live Live? Ooh. <laughs> now let's think about it and get back to it at the end of the show. Okay. What in, what import game wasn't that good when you got to it? <laughs> I don't know. We have lots of options. Um, we also have lots of options for stuffing kids into cannons because guess boop, what? Boop, 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 boop. Breaking Cyber news. Kid. Cyber Connect unveiled Fuga Melodies of Steel 2. Well, they had already unveiled it, but now they actually oh, have yeah. news. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this one's going to be more about revenge this time. Um, Ooh, revenge. It's definitely taking a darker turn. That uh, Other darker than turn putting than babies in where... cannons. Yeah. Darker. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Well, before the children were just kind of resolved to what they were doing, but still kind of cheerful and this trailer did not have that tone the kids finally care about being shot out of a can okay cool got it um, it, it was heavily implied that uh, the main character's family was murdered um, and this game takes place a year after the events of the first game so oh, and both of these that. take place where in in comparison to like Salada Robo and the other one these are they're... long before yeah okay yeah yeah there, there is a whole little bronx tale timeline that t- would take a i would probably take a whole backtrack oh is it longer or less than the near timeline and the kingdom hearts timeline um yes okay cool 
Wait, this is in the past? I thought in the past of the of the Little Bronx Tale games were humans. Oh, whatever. I give up. Um, So their previous tank, the Tenaris, has gone out of control, so they aboard a new tank called the Terrasis to try mm-hmm. and save their friends trapped inside. And um, there's a ramped up battle system. I also read that they listened to my complaint directly because there's going to be a turbo mode I read on another article. Um, that will definitely help. Yeah. Let's see. They're releasing a Fuga Melodies of Steel Archives book containing development notes. And, oh, it's coming out in October. Is going to include Japanese and English text and available to pre-order. Ooh, and I there's a collector's this. edition that is very expensive, like 130 bucks. Oh, oh. There's a standard edition with just the book that's like 40-ish bucks. <laughs> oh, CyberConnect, why, why you got to torture me? I think I told you guys the story about the plushes on the Twitter account last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm hyped excited for this. We're probably going to do a backtrack next year about Fuga at around this time for the release of the sequel. I love uh, the first game, so I'm really looking forward to the sequel. Yeah, me, me too. Um, and I think the first game is on sale right now with a demo. Yep, so, that's right. The The demo is out now. You can play like the first three chapters and carry over your progress. Mm-hmm. So definitely um, give it a try. Really good game. Um, the, the digital distribution model must have really worked for CyberConnect this time around. I'm, I'm well, proud. Of, I'm happy for them. Yeah, they did it this way so they could control the whole thing, you know, not not have to share the profits with anybody. They they even did the localization themselves. Ah, uh, awesome. So you you can, you know, have your bad karma stuffing kids in the cannons and that. Um and speaking of karma, we got a, more details about Digimon Survives Karma System. Uh didn't that game finally come out this week? Yes, it came out the same day as the uh same day as Xenoblade. Oh, sent out to die. Yeah. Um. So, so they gave us additional details about the karma system. Basically, there's a, a whole bunch of choices, and none of them are considered wrong, but will affect the karma score, which is um, spread across three values for moral, harmony, and wrathful. Which okay. I don't, I don't know. So I guess you're either happy or you're wrathful or you're good. Just good. <laughs> I don't know. It's triangle strategy, sort of. Not really. <laughs> Another game I stopped playing. <laughs> that that surprises me. I thought you'd be into that one, Jonathan. I thought I would be too. I don't know. It's certain things about it I liked, but then I don't like it. Uh, I don't know. I felt it. I like it overall, and something that's right up what I'd like to play and enjoy, and it maybe it just didn't quite live up to what expectations were and so that letdown makes it worse than what it really is if that makes any sense no that that i can see that um because you like very complicated battle systems and that one really kind of for lack of a better term dumbed down a lot of them i do and i don't so the battle systems don't have to be complicated uh because i love like shiny force right and i still yeah. love shiny force and that's about as simple as you can get as a combat mechanic for you know tactics rpg but I think I didn't like the the lack of character customization. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's I'm sorry. That's what oh, I okay. Meant to say. Yeah, I do like to that. Like building up the army stuff more. A lot of the characters just seem like, why are they even here? Um, 
the combat and stuff wasn't the problem. I, I guess maybe it was. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It, I I don't dislike it. I just for some reason I got distracted from it, and that's usually not a good thing. But I've Did been distracted by better games before, or I've been distracted away from you know even better games before. So it doesn't necessarily mean it's not a good game from my point of view. No, that that's fair. That's fair. Um, sorry, I got distracted there. I mean to get back to it and finish it. I just well, no. I want to hear so, about anyway. thirsty suitors. Oh, thirsty suitors. Um, did I? I closed the story by accident. Got the video going on. This is the one where Lady goes back to visit her home and mom, and then it's a weird visual novel action. It, it's got a lot thing. of Scott Pilgrim vibes yeah. to it, where you're like fighting yeah. out the human interactions in terms of a like an RPG battle. It looks yeah, really I, good. <laughs> the 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 video is really good. Like she has a summon at the end. She's like kind of in a confront. The main character's in a confrontation with an ex, and her summon to beat him in the end is to call in his mom. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's very cute looking. It's so an so odd mishmash. That, huh? Are you hyped about this game, Josh? Oh, yeah, it I looks saw really good. Yeah. Hype mater, um, it does look cool. Uh, there's a piece, free PC demo for the game right now, which is available on Steam, which you guys can check out. I'm curious about the skateboarding areas. That stuff looked kind of cool in the trailer. Yeah, that's a weird mishmash with skateboarding and the RPG mechanics, and and then there's also a, a cooking section where you have to kind of like an action thing where you have to cook as well. It's like a weird mishmash of different uh, different genres, but it's definitely unique looking. <laughs> um, as as far as anti hype goes, um, Psy Games acquires the Metal Max IP from Katakawa. I don't know. This it, it doesn't sound completely terrible. I mean, Metal Max Zeno did not. It was not a good game. It didn't do well. Psy Games though has tons and tons of money from some of their mobile stuff that they're doing in japan so mm-hmm. they're they're still keeping on the main uh the main uh guy who's been behind middle max for years and years as as series director so it seems like they're still planning on making more games so it's not as bad as it could be no oh, it's it's a series i've always been curious about especially since um i've put i've got the earlier games in the series that they've localized for the uh, ps2 but then that, the you said that, that the water one sucked <laughs> the the metal magazino was um oof, not not good i yeah i've heard the uh, the the one other game that came out in english that ps2 game was also kind of the low point of the series. We didn't get any of the the really interesting uh, games they made on SNES and PlayStation, and then they were, like, remaking them, and I think the most recent one before Xeno was also on the 3DS. So they were, like, remaking those games for the DS and 3DS, and we never got any of those games. And those always looked really interesting. Michael Baker, who used to do the... Uh, his, his Lives in Japan and is write, written for the site for... God, Chris, how many years has Michael Baker been writing for RPG Gamer? Like 10, like, 12? At least. Yeah. At least, yeah. He's been writing for the site forever. He, he's always been a big champion of those games, and I've always been really interested to play some of them, but the ones we've gotten have not been that great, unfortunately. So it's, so it's Front Mission Syndrome all over again. <laughs> Pretty much. 
Um, there are fan translations of uh, Metal Max Returns on this SNES and Metal Max 2 Reloaded on the DS and Metal Max 3 on the DS. Yeah, I need to I need to get around to actually trying those because those are supposed to be good. <laughs> Pick your poison, I guess. Um no, no, good segue here. We got action RPG Bound by Blades announced. Um, it's an a- action RPG with anthropomorphic characters that focuses on boss battles. Um, the Oops. trailer for this looked kind of neat. You can be a cat, There's, Kelly. Yep, I saw it. You can be a cat. Um, you can select one of three different characters and then you're set out to defeat the ten bosses and their extreme versions and you collect the loot and you craft resources to you get more resources to craft new equipment and there's a co-op mode so that you two of you can take on the dungeon or the bosses um Chandler made it look really interesting does that have co-op yeah okay neat so i can't tell how the boss battle is supposed to work you just kind of stand at the edges and uh, yeah it looks like you can move through those lines i don't know you know yeah, it looks, I don't looks know. like it's designed for mobile uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it did say it's coming out on PC with Nintendo Switch, iOS, and Android versions to follow. Yeah. So I think you're so right. It looks Josh. neat. Um, we've got uh, Sword and Fairy Together Forever gameplay trailer and physical release details. This looks like it's well produced, but it is a straight oh. up um, Chinese RPG that I've never seen before. So I always approach those with some caution. It that this series has been around for a long time, mm-hmm. and we've gotten the last couple have come out over here. With I, in my understanding, they've been getting better with the, the localizations on these. It definitely looks interesting. I mean, it it looks like a Final Fantasy game that is very inspired by Chinese mythology. Instead. It's got action based combat. It looks like and yeah, a lot of cute little companions to gather. And level up and play mini games with even. There's a card game in here and your little animal companions will contribute to it somehow that I don't understand, but there's also a hundred dollar collector's edition. Oh boy. That 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 comes with the card set for the Uh, end game card game. All right. That's Um, nice at least. Yeah, I I like stuff like that. Um the series has been off my radar. Maybe I need to try one. At one point, um, I'll be interested to hear I, the reviews on this one. I, I know staff member Ryan McCarthy was saying that um, these are very, I think he's played them, oh. and these are very interesting games. Uh, I'll have to see. Um, also interesting, we've got um, Star Ocean, the Divine Force mission report. Details. Is it though? Is it really interesting? <laughs> it was at one point. Uh, <laughs> All right. So this we got a six minute video that introduces the DUMA and Vanguard Assault. Um, the Duma is an AI robot carried by the protagonist Raymond Starship when it's destroyed by a Federation battleship and comes with him. Um, the Vanguard Assault is built into the AI and grants special abilities, um, including flight. Apparently, yep. Uh, we'll see how that works. If that breaks things or not, or are there just going to be walls to prevent you from going anywhere? Invisible probably going to be walls. Yeah, probably. Um, 
It's got interesting looking action combat. Star Ocean always has that. It's just you know, is the is the story so mind numbing that I can't can't make it through the you know I can't get the enjoyment out of the combat. That that's tended to be where, where the line is on those games for me. You know, um, I'm watching the trailer on the stream right now, and the um, stuff around like flying around town stuff is kind of reminding me of um, East Nine a little mm-hmm. bit. And Star Ocean games really haven't had a whole lot of exploration before. So, I don't know. It could be interesting. I, I am really... What makes this I a really Star Ocean game at this point? I don't even know. Do you do you get to make bad meals that look like garbage when you fail? Like, is that Star Ocean? Is it collecting characters that are optional? Is that Star Ocean? Is it having something to do with space? It's title. <laughs> it's title. All it's right. <laughs> Yeah, they've never had the space thing, Chris. There's like one game where you actually get to go to a bunch of different planets. They reference space. Yeah. <laughs> Till the end of time, right? That one? Is that the one you get to go to? The yeah, one people yeah, hate, yeah. right? Because <laughs> the, the No, girl. people don't like the PS3 one as much. I thought it was the one with yeah. the girl who talks really weird and they don't like how she talks. And the, and the really creepy cat girl. Oh, okay. So there, I thought there was a lot of hate for the PS2 one too because maybe it was too. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just the ending. People just of hate the PS2 all the Star Wars games. I didn't like the PS2 one that much either, and I have a funny story about that game. Oh, do tell. Game. I think I've told you here before. It was the Best Buy Bucks one. No, I don't. I don't remember so that. Back story. in the early 2000s, McDonald's during their uh, um, Monopoly game. I guess that a year or two they paired with Best Buy to give Best Buy bucks out, which basically counted as gift cards to the store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so my friend and I, or my roommate, you know, we it was first year living off campus. So it was probably 2003, I guess, whenever the game came out because we bought it. So we the games are coming out. So we ate at McDonald's like we would eat other places too normally, but we just ate at McDonald's a whole bunch because it was giving us Best Buy bucks. We were like, hey, if we – by you know five dollars in mcdonald's you can win you guaranteed at least like one or two best buy bucks and then potentially you know five ten twenty increments whatever it was sure. so it's like the lunches pay for themselves if you get lucky otherwise it's like getting the credit because <laughs> the lunches pay for themselves something. unless they don't yeah. <laughs> well at least we're getting a, a dollar or two back because uh-huh. we know we'll spend that money at some point at best buy right so to us it was a wise financial decision probably not a wise oh. health decision but a wise financial decision is it so we All just right. ate mcdonald's like at least two meals a day for Woo. however long that promotion was going on and saved up enough Best Buy bucks that I used that to buy Star Ocean until the end of time, and then I hated it. And you were able to play that <laughs> after you were in recovery for your heart attack. Yeah, and that, it was very disappointing, and we didn't finish it. <laughs> but yeah, that's my Best Buy bucks fun story. Delightful. I think I've told it here before, but it yeah, was a couple I years remember. ago. I don't remember. So Long later on, when you have your first heart attack, you'll be like, damn you, McDonald's and Star Ocean. <laughs> you killed me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Amongst other things. Uh, I forgot where we was going with that. No, um, that was the dragon. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Nope. You got it. Uh, the Dragoness Command of the Flame launch is launching at the start of September. Um, this is from P-Cube and Crazy Goat Games. And you're commanding a force on the Dressar Peninsula at the behest of a Dragoness, and you're rebuilding a kingdom. So I've played uh, this some. 
Um, I don't know if you, you're going to mention our articles at some point, but Alex sat in an interview with him. Uh, and I played the press demo. Uh, I was going to interview him, but they're European-based, and they had to be a live chat. Oh, my gosh. And I just so, got whiplash from the story trailer, then going to the gameplay. Wow, are those <laughs> different art styles. Holy yeah. crap. <laughs> and we've got the article on the list. We'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. Yep, yep. And so I played it for that, so I was... I can talk about it there. This is not the game I thought I was getting into with this trailer. It's very <laughs> Heroes of Might and Magic 3 slash 4. It's it? vi- in game. Yeah, oh, they, in they visuals. All right. But look yeah. at that. That board is all square based, which is weird. Yeah. Other, most of it, though, like you, you see, it's more, you know, there's a lot of these coming out recently, like Sons of Conquest. Uh, I've been playing that. That's really good. It, it takes a lot of inspirations from that gameplay style, but they make a lot of changes. This one follows really close to that other formula they do have some battle changes and it's and it's not procedurally driven uh, uh generated maps it's they've created them themselves and there's you know i think there's some robot elements to your your heroes use in such case but it follows a lot closer uh i had issues playing it because it did not like my multiple monitor setup mm-hmm. i have a 4k monitor and two 1080ps and whenever I started the game, it was a uh, roulette on which monitor it decided to open up on. And oh, you can do it, Windows and, arrow key to move it. Oh, yes. Or Windows uh, yeah. shift arrow key. Yeah. I, you should have been able to do oh, that. Oh, no. <laughs> no, game. Load full screen up. And, <laughs> and then if it was on my 1080p monitor, it wanted it to open up as 4K, which oh, didn't no. work. And on my 4K monitor, if I get it on there, I can only select 1080p. And then it started doing it where if I alt-tad because I got a message or something and came back, it was then mirroring it on two monitors and just going <laughs> all crazy. And so I was like, okay, I can't deal with this anymore. And it's not because the game itself, it didn't feel like it had any bugs, but it did not well, like my monitor. Well, it obviously setup. does. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm talking about like the in-game mechanics, right? Sure. Like the actual way it interacts with my PC, they were not having a good yeah. time together. So I got too frustrated. Fair enough. But... I don't want that to be too negative on the game unless those issues persist into the full release. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But I gave them that feedback, so let's see what they can do with it. I hate it when my monitors do stuff like that, too. Yeah, Windows 10 seems bad about it, so especially if I wake it up from sleep. It'll, like, scramble which windows are on each monitor, and I just get very irritated every time. Because, you know, I'm a person of habit, and this program goes here on this monitor my websites and my browser goes up in this monitor so i basically use different monitors for different things and it scrambles it all up so every time i get on my computer for the day i have to spend the first minute or two putting everything back where it's supposed to be it's really tiring every day what was the other hom like game you were talking about songs of conquest that's really cool check that out okay it's pixel art version and um i think we've talked about it on here i just forgot what it probably was Yeah, oh, it's, it's in early access. Uh, yeah. What's irritating for me is that I have a graphics tablet hooked up to my PC, too. So then that really confuses mm-hmm. some games. Oh, or my favorite. I have it connected to my receiver for my TV. So if I want to like stream movies from my computer, I can put it on the TV. And if you turn my receiver on, it thinks, oh, new monitor, blacksmith screens out. And then suddenly it pops back up and, and programs are showing up on the TV Sometimes the little um, Windows shift thing works, but 
then I'm trying to grab that that window on a different monitor that's not even on right now. So yeah, that that gives me lots of fun times. But at that point, I just unplug right. all the other monitors. <laughs> yeah, I had to disable it until I'm ready to watch a movie on it. Yeah. So too annoying. Uh, first world monitor problems. <laughs> um, we've got a console Kickstarter that's begun for Gordian Quest. Um, so they are asking for around, I don't even know what this currency is. I'm just going to say around $25,000 until August 23rd. And it's a deck building RPG. Oh, I was hoping it was a duck building RPG because that would be more interesting. I nope, want to build deck a duck. Building. Oh, wait! Dungeon uh, and Dragons: Path of Exile, Slay the Spire. That's a lot of things to combine into one. That's just what a the tad. screen said. Yeah, just a, just a tad. We took the worst from each: the rules arguments <laughs> from Dungeons and Dragons, the the skill tree from Path of Exile. And the high difficulty, I don't know, or something from Slay the Spire. <laughs> Put it all together. Enjoy! <laughs> see, those who pledge at least $21 will get a digital part, a digital copy of the game for their back and forwards. It's going to be out for PC. Um, well, that's the first goal. And then they there's stretch goals for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and Nintendo Switch. Yeah, this uh, this video clearly has Switch and PS5 logos. Uh, so what's yeah. the most you can spend? Let's. I didn't open that up yet. Let's take a look. <laughs> Let's see. Um, do 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 do. For seven thousand dollars or more, you can make a boss baddie. Oh goodness. Okay. So it's already on know. PC. It sounds like they're doing a Kickstarter to bring it to console. Oh, cool. So um, yeah, here it is on Steam. They say they have a positive rating, which, yep, it looks like they do. June 20... It just came out. <laughs> June 23rd. So, um, there you go. It's on sale at GOG right now if you want to check it out. Oh, God, I forgot to mention, Vaughn just upgraded to Windows 11. He said that that's even worse about monitor stuff than 10. Oh, I've heard everyone hates Windows 11. I'm on it. Passion. It's fine. It's, oh, you're the first person I've heard. Fine. There was some stuff that was different that I had to get used to about like the taskbar. Then I set all the settings the same as they are in ten, and now it's just it's just Windows. V- Vaughn said that he'd had to it download any... a se- mm. he had to download a separate mod to keep it from grouping all of the same Windows together. Okay, I'm not familiar with that issue. Um, but also, it's so, not so any it... better than ten, so. <laughs> I'm not getting anything for being on 11. So there is So, that. like, <laughs> say you have multiple Skype windows open because you have multiple conversations going. Uh-huh. If they're all grouped, then the Skype window just flashes and you can't see who's talking. Uh, and that's why you would want to separate them. And in okay. 11, apparently you can't. Weird. I wonder if it's just oh. an issue with the... He says that there's a program called Start All Back, which uh, gives it a regular taskbar. Oh. Is my taskbar irregular then? I don't know. I, I don't know. Do, right, does, well. your, does, does your taskbar need fiber? <laughs> I mean, I had to tell it to be on the left side instead of the middle, but that's about it. And I don't miss the search box. I have that turned off, so whatever. It's just a taskbar. But it ain't, it ain't like a reason to upgrade to Windows 11 either. 
Oh, windows. Josh, what's going on with the KOTOR remake? Were were you excited for that that remake that they're going to do of KOTOR, Chris? You know, like that great old Bioware game. Yeah, they're going to do a big one, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, the best game that... One of the best games Bioware made, probably one of the best Star Wars games ever made. Uh oh. Were you were you excited for that? Yeah. Um, yeah, don't don't be so excited. I don't know what's what's going on. <laughs> it's an indefinite hold. Why? We don't really know. They also the weird... fired the game's art director and design director this month. Yep. There's been a lot of people that were on that 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 some stuff happened and they what left the... What's going on? <laughs> Oh, they, well, they, at, the studio got bought out last year, it looks like. Right. So, Asper Media has been around. They've been around for a very long time. Do I think they started out making ports to Mac, if memory serves. And they've been around for ages. Like th- That's kind of always been their calling card is taking already made games and then porting to iOS or porting them to Mac. And so this was one of their first times, I think, actually trying to make a big project. And uh, apparently the... The the interesting thing re- reading the Jason Schreier article Oof. about it is it's not that the game itself that they had made was bad. They had made kind of one of those vertical slice demos to kind of show off to uh-huh. Disney and Lucas. And that, you know, showing it off to them, it got signed off on by them. But it's just taken them so long to make the game. And they were intending to have the game out like by the end of this year. And it's looking more like, oh, it'll be 2024, 2025 when the game would actually be done. That Asper's like kind of pulling back and going. Well, like, also, oh, it says that here the studio game. heads ha- told staff that the vertical slice wasn't where they wanted it to be and the project would be paused. So either the demo was bad, the studio heads had unrealistic expectations. Or the development team loves this this thing so much they were trying to do it right, and that was going to take a lot of development time frame. And Aspire's like, oh, we can't do that for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But wow, that's drama. There's some drama. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Come but on, evil studios. Like don't be no evil. Pay them to do it right. The game took years to make. It might take years to remake. Okay, that does sound a little ridiculous when I just listened to it, but also... It's an old game. It's going to take a lot of work. <laughs> it almost seems like outsourcing a remake to a third-party company is is never a good idea. But Aspire Aspire's been doing a good job with those games with the ports. So like I was excited for this, but um mm-hmm. apparently Aspire was not on the same page within itself on this. So I don't know. I've that been sucks. meaning to replay this game for a while now. Yeah. yeah. Because I played it 20 years ago whenever it came out and I thought, okay, this will be my time to do it. So yeah. now it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. I, well, they, they've recently just ported it to Switch, right? So you can play it on Switch now. Yeah, but it's the old yeah. one. Yeah, the old I'd one. I'd rather play the old... The, the old one on PC with, like, mods that clean up things, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's also one where that battle system, the the real-time but pause, could kind of definitely use a, a modern re- rethink. Yeah, I was never really even crazy about the battle system back when the game was new. I haven't seen anybody do real-time with pause rethinks that result in anything interesting. Oh, that's fair. Like, even Pillars of Eternity, it's still just real-time with pause, and it's like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Can can you do mods with the Steam Deck? Yes. Yeah, of course. Okay. Cool. 
Oh, I, mean, I wasn't sure how much of a they pain have to in work the on the Linux was. version of the game. But, yeah, yeah, it it depends on the game. Some of them are very straightforward, and some of them are like quite a quite an ordeal to put in, depending yeah, so on whether like, they're yeah, yeah, if they're fully supported on Linux and they're in the workshop, that's going to be your easiest situation. Interesting I enough, see. though, Kotor does seem to be a good Steam Deck kind of game. Oh yeah, I would I, I would imagine that would that would work great on the Steam Deck. Yeah, not very taxing as far as hardware wise, and it was already you know mainly. Put out, it was put out for consoles, so it's got the control scheme UI should work well with it with a controller. Well, I mean, it was always designed to both be PC and Xbox from the get-go, so you know yeah. the, con- the controls on it were always going to be good. Yep. Here's a question: What if the demo just sucked? <laughs> we're only hearing from the employees' side of it. Like, it's possible. In the Emperor Mythos in the chat's like reports say a vertical slice evaluation with LucasArts and Sony did not go well, which. <laughs> Maybe the execs were unrealistic, or maybe the demo was bad. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is, it doesn't sound like we're getting a KOTOR remake anytime I soon. I don't think so, no. And you know what else we're not getting? Any new secrets in Nier Automata? Oh. I, I was about to ask, before we move on to briefs, what is going on with this Nier stuff? So, somebody asked a question on a thing about how do you get into the church, and people on a mod forum like you can't and then the person like well then how come i'm able to get into the church and my brother can't or whatever and this started a whole thread of drama of like is this an unknown thing in the game that we haven't discovered yet even though we've been all the way up and down through this game all the mod community are like is this really real it shouldn't be but is it and then it blew up in this whole thing. Is this Yoko Taro could totally be the sort of guy who would put in something that's only active in one person's copy of the game. They would totally believe that that if there's going to be one game that only one copy of the game can do a special thing in it. A near game would be that game. But then it turns out it was just modders um, having fun and trying to have a, a fun way of unveiling a new mod toolkit or something that they've released. And it just kind of blew up a bit bigger than anyone would have expected to a lot of drama on the near community and the near modding community and whatnot. And even Yoko Taro was <laughs> coy enough that when asked for comment on this, he's like, oh, I can't comment on the product. You'll need to go ask the publisher. Like, <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> why, why clarify anything when you could just have the community be even more confused? <laughs> Yeah, so it was going to be a joke, they say, but then um, they started questioning it as well instead of shooting it down like we thought they would, and it just kind of blew up, and then some people, of course, are very upset, and some people aren't, and some people are happy to see new modding stuff, so that was a thing. That was some near-related drum this week, so go read more about that if you're interested in in fun drama blow-ups. Tell me some briefs, Kelly. Um. Well... Octopath Traveler Champions of the Continent released internationally yeah. this week. We talked about that last week. Uh, so it's out now on the phone. I have no interest Some in Some people say it. it's better battle system than the original. I'll believe that when I see it. <laughs> I I haven't tried it, so I don't know. <laughs> um, Thymesia is getting a small delay. Um, it was planned to release on August 9th, and now it's going to release on August 18th. So, wow, that is a small delay. Um, little bump. Little bump. Um, Tower of Fantasy has a, a release date. 
it's going to be August 10th for PC, iOS, and Android with preloading at the beginning of the day. This was originally a Chinese sci-fi RPG that's coming to the U.S. Uh, we've got a demo out now for SD Gundam Battle Alliance for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Series S. Uh, but it's also the, I don't know if the demo is going to hit the Switch soon or if it's the full game, but it's the first half of the Directory 1 mission. Um, the game's going to launch worldwide on August 25th, 2022, but you can check out the demo now, so go check it out. Um, Sword Art Online Alicization. Oh, this was Alice Licorice from a couple weeks ago. Um, this DLC is out now, if you care about Sword Art, Art Online. And then finally, uh, Monochrome Mobius has been pushed to October. It was originally going to release sometime in September, and is now pushed to October 20th in Japan. This is the one of the prequel games to Underwater Ray Romano. Yeah. And that is all the briefs. I have some news about the site. Last week I discovered our database was underwater, and that's why it was really slow, so I fixed that. So the slide's slightly faster than it was. It's still not as fast as I'd like it to be. <laughs> Say what? You dried it out? I dried it out, yeah. No, what I did was um, pay more money for a bigger database instance, and now it won't let me go back down to test for sure if that was what it was. So that's great. So I have more experimenting to do in the future. But it, it should be better than it was. The reviews page is still slow, 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 and I don't know what to do about it. But uh, everything else is better. Um, what do we got? We got, uh, what's coming out this week. I found two things. Uh, one we talked about earlier, Sword and Fairy, Together Forever, the Chinese uh, RPG. And another one called Veneris Tactics, which is uh, on PC and, uh, is, uh, you know, is, if you can't tell, is a tactical RPG. And it says it's a short narrative tactical RPG experience about refugees fleeing their occupied motherland. So it may be politically relevant to current events. It'll be coming out on August 4th. That's what I got there. Um, we've got uh, several different editorials. We've got a Soldiers review from Pascal Takaya. This looks like a Metroidvania type game. Says that um, has breathtaking pixel art graphics, uh, brutally challenging but varied combat, huge dungeons, and a great musical score. But the controls can be finicky, and there's a couple of game breaking bugs. Uh, but still, Pascal gave it a 4 out of 5. And the game looks pretty. Mm-hmm. And then Phil Willis gave us a Sunbreak review. Let's see, Oh, surprise, he liked it. 4 out of 5. Uh, <laughs> says that it imp- improves the uh, core elements. Um, 4 out of 5 is our imp- new 3.5 out of 5, I guess. <laughs> um, NPCs can join Hunter Quest. The switch skills open up many new possibilities, and the new areas are of high quality. Um, the downside is that it could use more monsters and there's a limited number of quests. I want that screenshot that I showed you, Chris, that was fake. That was like all five of the hard monsters at once. Yeah. (laughs) That would be cool. And in an arena. They won't give us that because it would make it too easy to farm those materials. Yeah. Yeah. Would especially if they uh, lowered the HP Mm -hmm. like they usually do. Um, we've got a Fallen Angel review from Ryan Costa. 
gave it a three out of five, says that it's fast paced and has wonderful boss fights and the world is fun to explore, but has long load times and other performance issues and the combat gets repetitive. And then we've got the interview with the Dragoness Command of the Flame with Alex Fuller. This was the game that you was talking about earlier. Yeah, Jonathan yep. had played. Yep. So I had yeah. given some questions. Alex conducted the interview and the transcription. And uh, he credits me, but it was mostly him doing the work. And I guess the questions look to be about 50-50 mine, 50 in the other half Alex's. So um, pretty good read. Uh, or, or I think he even has the audio in there as a listen. So. Cool. Or he may. I, I did for mine. I'm, I close the story, so I can't tell. Oh, no worries. Um, we've got uh, Octopath Traveler Champions of the Continent interview, too. So if you want more of an in-depth look in that game and see if it's for you, you can go read that interview, also conducted by Alex. Um, we've got a Vesteria Saga 2, the Sacred Sword of Sylvanister impression. That's a tongue twister. What is this one? Is this the uh, Made by the Fire Emblem guy one? Correct. Okay. In that SRPG studio system. Yeah. People so, didn't Alex, like the first one, right? It, it was a little too long and a little oh. plotting. Yeah. All right. And then we've also got a Dust Diver 2 impression from John Jansen. I don't even remember what Dust Diver I don't know was. either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we got an impression of it, so you can go read about it. It looks like a modern RPG. Yeah. Compare. Okay. Our review of the original compares its combat to Musou games, um, but it's not a valid comparison with the sequel. All right. Okay. And that's all of our uh all of our editorials. We don't have a JPG July update this week. Uh they way? both they they both fit into last week. Okay, gotcha. The 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 final installment will be up tomorrow. Ah, cool. Um so that that is everything. Uh did we decide on a question of the week? You suggested several, and I've forgotten. Uh, the one I wrote down... Oh, I accidentally deleted it. Shoot. <laughs> I would ask, uh, what uh, what retro console systems or platforms are... Is anyone specifically collecting or, or find interesting or hot right now? I'd okay. be interested to hear what other people think on yeah. that. Or... Mm-hmm. Do more uh, market research for Chris. Yeah! Because I, I don't... I don't know if it's considered retro or not, but I'm really into the DS and 3DS right now. DS may be retro. I think 20, 20 years is kind of one of the rules, and the other is like two generations. So, um, Nintendo DS release date was November 21st, 2004. Not, not quite, quite 20 years. Pretty close. It, it's pretty old. It's pretty old, though. GBA yeah. is retro. But I so, think DS, not quite. Kelly, it's retro, but only if you play on the really bad first edition 3D, uh, DS. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, so the chunky one yeah. that could survive concrete falls. Uh-huh. Yeah, that one. The one that hurts your hand and has Ooh. no ergonomics. Yeah. I I had that one. I loved I it. I, I I regret ever giving it away. No, I, I still have one of those laying around, and it, nobody wants it. Nobody wants that, Kelly. Because my parents surprised me with that for Christmas that year. They were, they were like, we know you didn't, didn't have it on your list, but it looked cool, and we thought you would like it. Nice! And Good job, parents! 
that was the nicest thing they ever did for me. And then I let my nephew ha- have it Oops. when he started gaming and he broke it. Yeah. What a shock. <laughs> was he playing rub rabbits? No, he. So I've said before, he's autistic. Oh, right. Kinda, right. I forgot. Yeah. Same. Person. Yeah. Okay. He can be kind of rough. He could have been kind of rough on electronics because he was a little kid back then. And yeah, yeah stepped on it. And yeah, my sister, happens. instead of telling me, just threw it away. And it's like, you know, I could have fixed it because uh, I've well. fixed systems before. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh. yeah. <laughs> you and your sister. They make me, you make me laugh. Um, I like the DSi. The DSi was much better. Oh, I like or the, the DS, DS Lite. Too. Excuse me. The DS Lite. That's the one. The one with the screen oh. as bright as a sun. <laughs> Um, I like the DSi the best because uh, it had the digital store, and I was like, oh, I can put all sorts of games on this and not have to worry about swapping carts. And it, and the DSi had the camera, and that was pre-smartphone, so having a, a really low-quality camera was kind of neat. Um, and I like the screen better on the DSi. Now I have to compare DS Lite to DSi. I have to remember what the differences are. <laughs> Before uh, all of the retro stuff kind of got stupid expensive, I bought a um, Mario Edition DSi XL off of eBay for like 30 bucks. Okay, it looks like the eye is slightly better, but the light is the minimum that I would consider playing DS games on. <laughs> and of course, you're better off going with an XL, but that's a whole other discussion. Or a uh, uh, modded 3DS. Oh yeah, or that. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the idea with the DSIs or the lights is that you don't have the um, screen stretching. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Oh, DSI dropped the GBA slot, right? That's where it it dropped that. So maybe DSI is a sweet spot. Yep. You know, I I, I love the DSI just so I can play my GBA games on it. I never liked playing GBA games on the DSI because you couldn't map the extra buttons and I'd always want to press them. If you could map, if you could have mapped the extra buttons, it would have been perfect. Oh well, because I like mapping the like any menu button to the X button at the top, and that drives me nuts when I can't do that. Hey, you know what I like? What you like? I like eating food. Oh yeah, is Food's is good. that a su- subtle hint? That it's, it's a subtle time? hint. Yeah, it's a subtle hint. <laughs> well, well, first, what are we going to be playing this week? Oh right, yeah. What about you, Jonathan? Oh, oh, go finishing right. Ogre Battle 64. Mm. I'm going to be wrapping up Skies of Arcadia, possibly starting up Xenoblade. I'm, I may also jump in on Xenoblade. Ooh, maybe you'll finish this one. Well, maybe. I've got my hands in a lot of pie, so more Monkey Island, more Monster Hunter, more Sp- uh, Spirit <clears throat> of Justice. I was thinking of breaking out either the PlayStation or Xbox game collections that I'm subscribed to. I think on Xbox, if I did something, it would be Power Wash Simulator, because that looks silly. On PlayStation, I'm not sure, um, but something in the bazillion game catalog, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Oh, Chris, Lawnmower Simulator is on Epic. I have it on PC already. I have it from a Humble Bundle. So I'm covered on Lawnmower Simulator. I got multiple platforms, multiple downloaders. I can simulate some lawnmowing. But not actually mowing the lawn. No, I don't want to do that. I pay someone for that. I I can't do that. It triggers my asthma really mm, bad. There you go. But 
months. So now I can experience lawn mowing from the comfort of my own computer. I believe I actually sold my lawnmower, so. <laughs> I wasn't using it, so. Uh, okay. What about well, Josh? I, I think it's, he said Xenoblade 3. Oh, and, and what did you say? I said Xenoblade 3. Oh, everyone's I, saying I read... Xenoblade 3. Oh. You haven't even finished the first two. So you I know. Play... I saw a YouTube video. It's like, here's a um, plot summary of one and two. So you can just jump into three. And I'm like, do I want to do that? Nah, I can't want to do that. But it's so it... much work to play those games. But they're so fun. I don't like their combat. Yeah, their That's combat is kind of passive. I hate their combat. Or hate. I don't like their combat, so it doesn't keep me interested. It's very. It's just not for you. But everyone else plays them. It is very MMO combat, isn't it? Just yeah. mashing action buttons until. Well, it's MMO, but except it's in a way that is either annoying and and or I'm just not good at. Because like the the launching combo stuff to be able to actually do damage, the thing, I don't know. I don't get it, or I'm not good at it, or I just don't like doing it when I do get it. All of the above. Chris, just drop it down the easy, then it's fun. Don't forget me! Sorry. It's run time! (laughs) (laughs) If I drop it down to easy, the combat's meaningless, so then I'm just running around doing combat for even no reason. So it's like, what's the point of this? It sounds like there's no pleasing you, Chris. I, I think you're right. I you're, think you you're just, just now learning this, Kelly. No, I've known this for a while. Oh. Probably ought to just go back to power washing. Oh. I don't and, deserve and RPGs. Monkey insult fighting. Yeah, I should. Um, I what I was actually thinking about doing is looking into more of these PC TRPG tech things. Um, and the Hom inspired things. So I don't know. We'll see what sounds a conquest. <laughs> not that the one because it's this not out yet. Cool too. Yeah. I mean it's playable it's got it, it's it's out and it's got portions there'll be like other scenarios and stuff added but you can fully play like a game mode and get the experience mm. cool all right so we all know what this means i'll play none of what i just said so we'll figure out what i played next week so. monster hunter yeah <laughs> see you then <laughs> bye-bye all right bye everyone bye-bye oh 9 a.m pacific noon eastern on twitch.tv join us live Answer your question, what retro consoles, systems, platforms are people collecting right now on the show thread at rpgamer.com. Until then, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.